tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Live. Need to make sure that we preach an encouraging and uplifting, a, a wonderful message that fills people full of hope. My next book that's coming out in the spring is just all about hope. Get your hopes up. It's my happy book. And so I'm all about hope. I believe that we all need to have hope. But I don't want you to be unprepared. I want to know if you're ready. And I want to know if you're not just ready to go to heaven, but if you're ready to stand your ground and really take a stand for Christ and not just sing, stand up, stand up for Jesus, but are we really ready to do it out there in society where it really counts? Amen? I'm glad you're semi-excited, but I want you to get more excited. I don't know about you, but I lived too many years of my life in fear. Fear of what people thought, fear of what they were going to say, fear of what they were going to do fear whether they were going to abandon me, reject me, if I didn't get invited to the party, if nobody ate lunch with me. And you know what? I just refuse to live in fear anymore. Because you know what I found out? If it's nobody but me and Jesus, I can make it. And so can you. Romans 5.17 says, we're to reign as kings in life through Christ. Are you reigning over your circumstances or are they reigning over you? And reigning over them doesn't mean that you have this super ability to just go and all your problems disappear. To reign in life through Christ means that no matter what's going on, you still know who you are in Christ. You still believe he loves you. You've still got peace. You've still got joy. And you're still bearing good fruit and helping other people. Amen. Luke 10, 19 is a favorite scripture of mine. Let's take a look at it on the screen. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. And I've given you physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. Now just leave that up for a second. The devil has power, but we have power and authority. There's a difference. Come on, he's got power, but we've got something he doesn't have. We have authority in the name of Jesus. And the only authority that he really has in our life is what we give him through unbelief. As long as we believe the word of God, no matter what we see, no matter what we think, no matter what we feel, God is working in our lives, and we have already won the battle. Now, it's very important to me that when you leave here this weekend, I have a goal. I want you to walk out of those doors believing, really being confident inside that whatever you need to do in your life, whatever unexpected storms come, whatever surprises come that you're not expecting, even if you don't get everything you want, that you're going to live with a brand new attitude, and that is, I can do whatever I need to do through Christ, who is my strength. I can do whatever I need to do through Christ, who is my strength. 
I can be a single parent and raise my kids, and I can hold my head up, and they're going to turn out to be good kids. I can have a new beginning. I can fail and begin again. I can do hard things. I can lose the weight I need to lose. I can get my health back. I can get in good shape. I can get my house cleaned up. I can get out of debt. I can do whatever God wants me to do through Christ, who is my strength. How many of you think that sometimes we're just defeated way too easy? You know? We whine if our, I don't know, apartment isn't a house, and if our car isn't new, and if we don't have a new outfit for the party, and we read the Bible and see that the Christians there, they were being eaten by lions and still happier than most of us are. <laughs> Amen? And you know, in one way it's humorous, but in another way it's sad. You know, while we're here tonight having our big party and enjoying ourselves and talking about how good God is, there are people in the world being killed right now. Today, in this world, possibly tonight, while we're here, having to stand strong and say, I will not bow my knee, I stand firm, I believe in Jesus. Amen? And you don't have to be afraid of that. You know why? Because whatever we need, God will give us the grace to do it when we need to do it. I heard a story one time about two men that were going to be burned at the stake the next day. They were in a prison cell together, and one was an old man that had a lot of experience with God. It's amazing how much fear disappears in your life the more experience you get with God. And one of them was a younger believer, and they both loved God, but this older man just had a lot of experience with the faithfulness of God. You know, when you're younger, a lot of times in faith, you, you want to feel everything to believe it. But the older you get, the more experience you have with God, the more you realize that believing comes first and all the feelings and everything else come after the believing. Amen? Maybe I better say that again. Let's rewind, huh? When we're younger, we in the Lord, we depend more on feelings. But the time comes in our walk with God when He won't let us have that just feeling relationship with Him anymore. And sometimes you feel like, well, why don't I feel God anymore? Well, where's God at? Well, you know, where, where is this? Well, it's time to grow up. It's time for us to believe what the Word says, whether we feel it or not. And so the older you get in the Lord, the more you realize that believing always comes first, and then everything else that you need comes after that. Be it unto you even as you believe, the Word of God says. And so it's very, very important that we understand that God is faithful. So this older man was just calm. They knew they were going to be burned at stake the next day, but the younger man was just frantic. Oh, what are we going to do? I don't know if I can do this. I'm just so afraid. I, I, I don't know if I can do it. I just don't know if I can. I don't, I don't know if I can do it. I, I don't feel like I can do it. And the older man said, Son, God will be with you. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then he struck a match to do something, and he burned his things. He said, Oh, if that burns that bad, then I don't know how am I going to go to the, be burned at the stake tomorrow. And the, the older man said, son, God didn't ask you to burn your finger, so there was no grace. But if he's asking you to go to the stake tomorrow and be burned there, his grace will be with you, and you'll be able to do whatever it is you need to do. Amen? Let's don't live in fear. The Bible says that in the last days that men's hearts are going to fail them for fear. 
But let's make a decision. I will not let fear be the ruling factor in my life. Amen? Now, we're going to put a picture up of a lady that became quite famous. Her name was Rosie, and she was called Rosie the Riveter. Can we put this picture up, please? And I'm not Rosie, but it's coming. There she is. Okay, now, you know, that's like an iconic picture. Everybody recognizes that. It's from the Second World War. And it just, it says something without saying anything. It's like, yeah, we can do it. So I started working out, exercising, when I was about 62 or 63. I've kind of forgotten now, but that's a little late in life to start. But I had this made and put it on the wall where I work out. And uh, so we've got these little things around here this weekend because I want all of you to believe that you can do it. So here's some of the pictures that we've taken this weekend, some of you that have already been out there. You'll be looking to see if you can find yourself in there. Rosie the Riveter was the iconic image that was used to recruit women for the munitions industry during World War II, and I did a fair amount of study on this, got together some statistics, because it really was pretty much of an amazing time. There were other pictures like this, but this was the one that became the most famous. A Riveter was someone who operated a rivet gun, and it was a job that would have been absolutely unheard of for a woman at that time. When World War II ended, by the time World War II ended, and I'm going to just give you some round numbers here, we had produced almost 300,000 airplanes, 103,000 tanks and self-propelled guns, 372,000 artillery pieces, 47 million tons of artillery ammunition, 87,000 warships, 44 billion rounds of small arms munition, ammunition. Time magazine called the production a miracle, and it would not have happened without women. Most of the men were at war, and so the women had no choice but to rise up and do something they had never done before, something they didn't know how to do, something that they, nobody could believe that they could do, but together they did it. And that's how that sign came about, we can do it. Amen? And so I have my message to you tonight is, we can do it. But it's a little bit different than you might be thinking. Yes, if we all get together, we can do amazing things. But I want to give you a new we. Your we and my we is Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and me. Everybody say, my we is Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and me. See, we have to realize that we've always got a team with us. God the Father... Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, and all the angels that the Bible tells us are with us all the time to protect us and keep us from harm. We have got, we are part of a great group. And therefore, we don't need to live in fear. He will give his angels charge over you to protect you and defend you in all of your ways of obedience and service. You know, my mother lived in fear of my father. If you've heard my story, you know that I was sexually abused by my dad. And, I mean, he was very mean and mistreated her, beat her up on a regular basis, pretty much destroyed my brother's life. And 
My mother knew what he was doing to me, and she wouldn't do anything about it. And I still marvel how she just did nothing. It, it just amazes me that she was able to do nothing. But you know why she did nothing? She was afraid that she couldn't take care of herself if she didn't have him. And to me, that was one of the saddest things. And I don't think anything makes me any more aggravated than people making excuses and whining about about what they can't do. And I guess that's part of the reason why I am the way I am. And you'll have to excuse me if I get a little bit overboard all the time. But I'm going to tell you what. You can do whatever you need to do through Christ who strengthens you. You say, well, maybe your mother wasn't a Christian. Well, the interesting thing is my mother was a believer, but she was an unbelieving believer. And I think that we've got millions of people like that. They sit in churches, they, they believe that Jesus died for their sins, but they don't really believe who they are in Christ. They don't really believe that they're conquerors, that they're more than conquerors, that the power of the Holy Ghost is with them. And so they just sit around and let life and the devil and people run all over them when they need to stand up and say, God, I want you to lead me and guide me, and I'm going to do what you want me to do. I don't care what it costs. My mother ended up with mental illness because of the guilt and the fear. And she went home to be with Jesus last year, but she sure just had a messed up life. Just had a terribly messed up life. She was afraid that she couldn't make it without this man who was abusive and mean and obnoxious, and thankfully he got saved before he died, and so he got a little bit sweeter. But my point is, is that she thought she couldn't live without somebody that was making her miserable. And that doesn't make any sense. Let me tell you something, ladies. You've got to get over the fear of man. Your life doesn't need to be manipulated and controlled by what somebody's going to do or not do or what they're going to think or say or not think or say. We let too, too much of that stuff control and dictate our destiny, and it is ungodly to do that. And I'm calling for people that are going to say, I'm going to start following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I don't care if I don't have one friend in this whole world or not one person who agrees with me. I want to be what God wants me to be and do what he wants me to do. I mean, there are people that probably would have loved to come to this conference, but they wouldn't come because of what some of their more... I'm trying to think of a word that won't be rude, but I can't. <laughs> some of their more starchy, stiff, religious friends might think, you know. They'll sneak around and watch me on TV, but Lord have mercy, they wouldn't be caught with any of us. Come on, we can't sneak into victory. If we want to have victory, then we've got to stand up and act like we really believe that Jesus is alive and be determined to have the life that he wants us to have. Amen? We can do it. We can do whatever it is that we need to do. You know, these women in World War II, it, it was wartime. Well, can I tell you something? This is wartime. We're in war right now. I mean, we're in a war with the devil. We've got warfare against our mind. We've got warfare against our emotions. There's warfare against our kids. There's warfare against just the whole concept and idea of God as our creator. Everywhere you look, there's war against anything that's good and moral and right. 
And once again, it's not going to be the unbelievers that are going to turn things around. It's got to be those of us. And you know what the truth is, is all each one of us really needs to do is get out there in our little part of society and be what we say we are and act like we believe what we say that we believe. I'm not asking anybody to go start a riot. I'm just asking you to get out there and act like a Christian. We don't have to apologize for believing in God. We don't have to be obnoxious about it and just go around, you know, the office all day praying under our breath and holding our religious noses up at everybody. But we, we need to be bold about our faith. Amen? We're in a war. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We're in a moral war today, that's for sure. Let me ask you a question. Where are the Daniels, the Shadrachs, the Meshach, and the Bendigos? Where are the Esthers and the Ruths and the people like that? Where are the Joseph who would go to prison rather than compromise his morals? Daniel who went into a lion's den rather than bow down to a wicked king. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who went into the fiery furnace. And by the way, they came out and didn't even smell like smoke. See, let me tell you something. We're afraid to go through things, but the truth is the things that we go through make us stronger. They do. They make us stronger. That's why I really can't say anymore, oh, if I only wouldn't have been abused by my dad. And I know it sounds crazy to somebody who just maybe hasn't had this kind of experience yet with God, but I started out, well, if I just wouldn't have been abused. But, you know, it, if I would have just had better parents, then I could do something. <laughs> and I lived like that for enough years and finally got tired of that, got a hold of the Word of God and found out that I could have a good life anyway. But even then, for years after that, it was like, well, you know, if I just wouldn't have been abused. If, you know, if there just wasn't that one sour spot there in my life. And one day I was telling somebody that, well, you know, if I just wouldn't have been abused, and it was almost like I just couldn't say it anymore. It, it wasn't right anymore. And, and I stopped and I thought, you know what? Sounds crazy, I know. But I can't even say that I'm sorry that what happened to me happened to me because somehow in the mystery of God, he worked it all out for good, and it's made me who I am today. God works all things together. That thing wasn't good, it wasn't from God, but he's worked it together with the other things, and now I look back and say what Satan meant for harm, God intended for good, and I want to tell you the same thing is true in your life. What Satan took from you, he's going to have to restore seven times over. The thing that he did to you, you're going to turn around and do good because of it. Amen? We can do it! When we face overwhelming fears in our lives, God will equip us to conquer them. God is with you, and he's for you, and he's got a good plan for your life, and you don't have to live in fear. Discover how to use your God-given ability to overcome fear when you receive Joyce's book, Living Courageously, and her four-CD series, Bold, Confident, and Fearless, for $30 or more. Call us toll-free, 1-800-727-9673, or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. That's 
some friends and join thousands at the 2015 Love Life Women's Conference. It's nice just to kick back with a bunch of women that know what you're going through or have been in the same place that you have. I mean, I can't expect you, but I got so much more. God is not mad if we've not arrived. He's just happy that you're here today wanting to learn more. Sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith and you will not be disappointed. Your journey is waiting for you. The Bible, our instruction book for life. Spending time in God's Word will change our lives, but consistent and effective study can be challenging. That's one reason why Joyce is here to help. At JoyceMeyer.org slash Bible study, you'll find ways to make your study time come to life with helpful resources, study suggestions, and encouragement from Joyce. Get the most you can studying God's Word with everyday study. Sign up today at JoyceMeyer.org slash Bible study. Thank you, friends and partners. Together, we're sharing the love of Christ around the world. To find out more, please contact us or visit us online at JoyceMeyer.org. Join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. If you enjoy God's Word and seeing God's miracles, you'll enjoy our program right here on the Church Channel every Monday at 4.30 a.m. Tuesdays, 3.30 p.m. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Pacific Time.
What Has Wounded Your Soul? Today with Katie, discover the healing power of God for your life. Katie was once broken, oppressed, in bondage to a life of mental and physical pain until God gave her a new life and powerful messages of how you can heal your wounded soul. Now, here is Katie to begin today's program. Hi, I'm Katie Souza, and you're watching Healing Your Soul, Real Keys to the Miraculous. Last week, you learned about how to get healed of all the wounds in your soul that were causing you and your family to catch every sickness that might be going around. Well, this week, we're going to be talking about getting dominion over regions of land. How many of you have ever received a word that you were going to take your neighborhood, your city, or even your nation for Christ? How do you cultivate that kind of regional anointing? Believe it or not, you do it by getting your soul healed. When I first learned about the soul, I was touring the United States, teaching that revelation. And every time I went to a new state or location, I would get sick. Pretty soon, God showed me that I had wounds in my soul that were in common with the regions of land I was ministering in. As I got those wounds healed, my regional anointing began to increase, and I stopped getting sick. Then I started seeing more miracles happening in my meetings. Many of you have been called to start a healing ministry inside your church or or take the drug-infested neighborhood of your city or to preach the gospel around your country or even around the world. Let me tell you, the key to success in this pursuit is getting your soul healed. Then you will carry a powerful regional anointing. In this program, we're going to talk about how demonic influence can gain access to your life if you have a wound inside your soul that's in common with that spirit. Listen to what Jesus says in John 14, okay? He says this, I will not talk with you much more, for the prince, the evil genius ruler of the world, is coming, and he has no claim on me. Now listen to this. He has nothing in common with me. He has nothing in me that belongs to him, so he has no power over me. Think about it. Amen? Jesus saying, look, Satan's coming, but I don't have anything in me that's in common, so he has no power over me. There was nothing in Jesus' spirit. There was nothing in Jesus' soul. There was nothing in Jesus that was in common with the enemy, and that is why the enemy had no power over him. So, Peter? I'm bad from the beginning. (laughs) There is no question then that all three, the one with the five, the one with the two, and the one with the one, all of them had been gifted, gifted, but not, not, not equally, not equally gifted, but gifted nonetheless. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I may not have what you have, but I'm gifted nonetheless. I might not have the dimension of gift that you have, but, but, but just because I don't have the dimension does not mean that I am destitute. <laughs> I, I may not have five, I may only have one, but, but Lord, I sure do thank you. 
for this one. <laughs> I sure do thank you for this one. I, 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 I may be a two-talent kind of dude. I'm just a two-talent kind of dude. <laughs> yeah, but Lord, I thank you for two. Because I realized that I didn't get that by myself. You just gave it to me, willed it to me, bequeathed it to me, decreed it unto me, declared it unto me, handed it to me. I have been gifted. No, 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 no. The problem comes. The problem comes. As the Apostle Paul so clearly says, when we compare ourselves with ourselves in so doing, it is not wise. Because if I become distracted by the discrepancies in the volume of gifts between us, then jealousy is born. Rather than feeling gifted, I compare myself with you, and I can't enjoy my two for being envious of your five. So when my boat leaps ashore of understanding that I'm gifted and docks on the bay of comparing myself with you, that is where my carnality destroys my creativity. Because you cannot be jealous and creative at the same time. In order to be, in order to be truly creative, I cannot be distracted by comparisons with other people. Creativity begins when I invest, develop, and bring to fruition what I do have within my power to do, rather than to become distracted by the inconsistencies between me and you and what I don't have. If I don't understand that, I may waste years of my life thinking that the goal of my life is to catch up with you, never realizing that I am not to be compared with you at all. What I'm supposed to be is excellent on my level. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. That's what you're aiming at. That's what you're shooting for. You want to be excellent on your level. You don't want to sit in your little trailer and look across the street at the guy in the house and, and begrudge him his house when you haven't fixed up your trailer. You want to be excellent Oh, y'all not going to talk to me this morning, but I'm headed somewhere. I'm on the outer fringes of a deeper discussion I'm about to have with you, and if I lose you now in about 10 minutes, you're going to be a lost ball in a very high wind. What you have to do is be excellent on your level because to one he gave five, and to another he gave two, and to another he gave one. But you must remember, before he gave it to us, we had none at all. So anything above zero is increased. I said anything above zero is increased. Oh, I feel somebody getting fed. I don't know who I'm feeding, but I feel like somebody is getting fed right now. If God is feeding you, clap your hands right now. He, he, he gave them five. The same men had the same status, had the same master, uh, 
and they had something else. They they they, they had something else. He he gave them talents, all the men talents, but they were not the same talents. Five, two, and one. One other thing he gave each of them that is not written in the text, but is implied in the text, and if you overlook it, you will miss the power of the text. He gave them an opportunity. There is nothing in the world as wonderful as to have been given an opportunity. So many people wait in the wings, chewing at the bit, patting their foot, waiting on an opportunity. An opportunity is an invisible thing that if you don't discern it instinctively, it will not be mentioned in the text because opportunities are a matter of perception. You must have a revelation to see a moment as an opportunity. An opportunity will not walk up to you and say, hello, ma'am, I am an opportunity. (laughs) And if you're not careful, you will become so distracted by the inequities of life that you won't even notice that the opportunity has been given to you because you are distracted by the comparison to such a dimension that you don't see what is in front of you as an opportunity. I'm going to tell you how deeply veiled an opportunity may become. Opportunities are so often veiled that not only are they invisible, they are often come before you in the form of opposition. Did did you hear what I said? I said to you that opportunities often come to you draped in the suit of opposition. And if you don't perceive it correctly, you won't benefit from it correctly because you don't understand that the opposition is just a suit. But up under the coat is an opportunity. I, 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 I can't go too deep. Time won't allow me. But you see, when when the waves come in and the winds are blowing and the ocean has produced high waves and you see masses of people jumping in cars, filling up tanks full of gas, trying to get away from what they perceive as an opposition, you will see a few people running toward what everybody else is running away from and they've got surfboards because what is other people's opposition, if you've got a surfboard, it's an opportunity. I'm wondering, are you running away from what you think is an opposition because you don't see it correctly as an opportunity? Oh, you don't want to talk to me. Let's be clear in our understanding of how the master has delegated talents. He has not delegated talents on a preferential basis. No, he has given unto them according to their ability. Ah, next point. He has given unto each of them according to their ability, not his preference. He didn't prefer one slave above another. He assessed the ability before he released the level of opportunity. He knew what you could handle before he gave it to you. So he does not expect you to be excellent on a level you cannot handle. 
He has assessed your capacity to handle the opportunity before he released you the opportunity so that he doesn't waste a five blessing on a two man. Somebody holler, I can handle it. So if you are a two-capacity person with a two-talent opportunity, all you got to do is work that thing on your level. <laughs> yes. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. Anything you babysit will not grow. Babysit your marriage, it will not grow. Babysit your job, it will not grow. Babysit your money, it will not grow. Anything you babysit and you don't have the instinct for increase, you will always have what you had before because you don't have the instinct to understand that you can be in the same building and have the same chair and the difference between the nursery and the school is the intentions and the instincts of the teacher. Look at your life. Anything that's not growing in your life is because you're babysitting it. Christ came so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The mystery and the majesty is that you don't have to work for this. God's provision is never limited. Your river is dried up, but God said, I already got a plan for you. I already have made provisions for you. Learn how you can receive all that God has in store for you. For your gift of any size, you will receive Feed What Feeds You on CD when you visit our website or call 1-800-BISHOP-2. I'm going to bless you according to your appetite. Let me find somebody that's hungry for what I for your gift of $70 or more, you'll receive abundant supply on DVD. Whatever little bit you got, you need to use it and let God open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. However, when your gift is $125 or more, you will receive abundant supply on DVD, a blessed mug, and note card set. I refuse existence. I will not just exist. I will live. I didn't come to make you religious. Plentiful blessings await you today, and God will provide in abundant supply. Now, number five made ten. He doubles. Number two made four. He doubles. All of them double. Number one, he hit it. You could be praying for something that God has given you and you have hidden it. Your access to the next dimension is always somewhere in your ground. It is never in the ground of other people. God will always use something that is buried in you. But until you uh, stop entrenching what he placed inside of you and bringing it to the surface, you will always be an unprofitable servant. <laughs> because you bury what you need to expose. Watch this. You are burying what you need to expose and exposing what you need to bury. He buried his talent, exposed his fear. He should have buried his fear 
and exposed his talent. In what area of your life are you burying what you should be exposing and exposing what you should be burying? See, the master says to the servant who has one talent, and he brings him the one talent back. The master said, I don't operate on this level. I don't operate on this level. I, I don't function like this. I didn't give you the opportunity for leadership for you to hand me back babysitting. Are you running a nursery on your talents, babysitting your relationships, babysitting your opportunities? Because that is not God's expectation. When he created you in the earth, his expectation was for you to do something with what he gave you. But because you got a babysitting mentality, the babysitter runs the same hours as the school, keeps the same kids with the same little bodies, but the purpose is totally different. Are you a teacher or a babysitter? Anything you, hear me now, anything you babysit will not grow. Babysit your marriage, it will not grow. Babysit your job, it will not grow. Babysit your money, it will not grow. Anything you babysit and you don't have the instinct for increase, you will always have what you had before because you don't have the instinct to understand that you can be in the same building and have the same chair and the difference between the nursery and the school is the intentions and the instincts of the teacher. Look at your life. Anything that's not growing in your life is because you're babysitting it. You thought it was your job just to maintain it so you didn't maximize it. And anything that you maintain and don't maximize decreases. Do you not know that truly accomplished people are afraid to? But the difference is they feel the fear and override it. It is what you do with the fear. You can use it for fuel to make excellence or excuses to make dilemmas. If you hear this message, if you take serious this message, if you take this message home and study it, your 2013 is going to explode into an entirely different dimension. Because if you receive this word, you are going to enter into the joys of your master rather than celebrating the anonymity of your servitude. To all the people whose lives feel like you are just a hair above flat line, your, your rainy day is not coming and your shit will not come in. There is no pot at the end of your rainbow. All of them are obscured if you do not develop the instinct. The instinct. There is, there is an instinct. There is an 
instinct. It's a mindset. There's an instinct. An instinct tells you when to do what. There is an instinct that, that, that senses a moment. That senses a moment. That, that, that sparks something in your head that says, this is a moment. The more instinctive you are, in every area that you are instinctive, you will see increase. Look at your life. Please, think. Look at your life. Are you missing moments? Because you don't have the instinct to, to perceive this moment as that. Are you talking over moments that you should be using your instincts and not understanding that you're doing things in the wrong at the wrong time because you don't you are not instinctive to the moment. Are you spending time with people that you should let go and riding over people that you should be connected with because you don't perceive them correctly because they they don't match your history but they do match your destiny? Okay, well, here we go. Here we go. I want you to get this. This is what blew my mind, Dr. James. He sent him in the outer darkness, swelling, gnashing the teeth. He reacted to him like he was crazy. He was angry with him. He was upset. And then I thought to myself, because when I start studying the text, I start in my head before I go to the book. Because I've been preaching so long that I know the text. And I know the text real well in my head. And I remembered how he reacted to the sermon. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute. I can't remember him ever telling them to increase. So why are you going to punish me when you never told me to increase? I had to go back and look at it in all the different translations. He gave it to them, but he didn't say, take this five and turn it to ten. Take this two and turn it to four. Take this one and turn it into two. He He didn't command them. me for not doing something that you never told me to do. And all my life I've been taught to obey you. But if you didn't command me, then how is this a transgression if I have no command? Welcome to the land of instincts. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. He gave them five. He gave them two. He gave them one. He said nothing. He just left them to see who had the instinct to increase. And suddenly I remembered, I realized, honey, that God does measure instincts. Not just obedience. It is not doing the least I can get by with to maintain the opportunity. It is the instinct to increase that releases the next dimension of blessing. Anybody want this I got? Let me prove it and I'll sit down. There were ten lepers. And they were across the street and they said, have mercy on me. 
cleanse me from my leprosy. And the Bible said that Jesus stood afar. And he looked at the ten lepers and said, this is the command. Go, show yourself to the priest. They were all sick and dying. But they were walking in obedience to the commandment of the Lord. And said, I'm going to do what he told me to do. I'm going to go show myself to the priest. But while they were walking, the Bible said they were healed as they went. And one of them looked down and saw he was healed. He said, I know he told me to go to the priest. But my instinct said, I got to go back and tell God thank you. When he got back to Jesus, the reason I know he was right is that Jesus looked at him and said, well, where are the nine? I said, Lord, why did you expect all of them to come back when you didn't command them to come back? He said, it's not just about obeying me. Sometimes you've got to have the instinct to understand the power. Wow. I want to say this before I take my seat. Some people are led by instructions, but great people move by instinct. So I thought I would ask you this morning, do you have the instinct to increase? I'm out of time. i got to stop right there, but it's been a real joy to share the word of the Lord with you. Do you have the instinct to increase? Have you received it in your heart and in your spirit? Do you know you are gifted? you got to surround yourself with people that are gifted. Surround yourself with people who have something to contribute and then help them to grow. People don't leave people who help them to grow. They lean on people who help them to grow. Your churches stop hemorrhaging. Your life will stop hemorrhaging. Your marriages stop falling apart. When people see productivity through connectivity, get a hold of this instinct to increase because this 30-minute little show we give you doesn't do justice to this message that God gave me, the instinct to increase. you got to hear the whole thing to really get it and get it the way God gave it to me. It's absolutely incredible. And if you got my book, Instinct, it'll make it all the better because they kind of work together like companions. It's good now. I'm telling you, it's good. It'll bless your life. Speaking of blessing your life, if you could come to the pastor, the leadership conference, I know you don't need another car. I'm sick of too. I don't need nowhere else to go. And I don't need anything else to put on. The only reason I'm putting this on is because of its intrinsic value to empower people who are on the cusp of the next dimension. I wouldn't even do it if I didn't sense that there are people all around the world who are right on the verge and right on the edge and they can't get what they need in their local parameters. They can't get it. You need to be exposed to the next level. You ought to invest in you. Always invest in other people. Invest in what God put inside of you and show the instinct to increase. Before I die in a cage, I want to run in the wild. To understand what it is to be a pastor. They can hear the life-changing message that uh, 
on the education. You're frustrated about something that's just an incubator to take you to the next dimension. Now we're going to grow and go to global missions. No more limits, no more boundaries. To register for this international gathering, visit pastorsandleaders.org or call 1-800-BISHOP-2. I know God is not going to command you, and he's not going to make you, but he did expect you to have an instinct to perceive that moment, to bring yourself back home. Bring yourself back home every day and look at what you have and say, how can I make this better?
just the other day, a young man came up to me and said, Reverend, I really don't want to sound like an eternal pessimist, but I really feel like I'm at the dead end of the road right now. Everything I undertake to do becomes a failure. I try to treat everybody right and I do all that I can to live right, but it seems like I just have a hard time even making ends meet. I said to the young man, I said, you sound like a good man. But I wanted to know from him, had he really given his problems his concerns, had he really turned it over to Jesus? I wondered, had he really had some sincere prayer? So what I said to him was, you long for sweet peace. And for faith, and for faith to, increase. to increase. And I know you've been sincere. You've earnestly and fervently prayed. But I wanted the young man to know that you just cannot have Or be perfectly blessed. Or be perfectly None of that can happen until all
three of my favorite songs was back to back, and I was like, "Thank you, God, for for being here and and giving me what I need to start the day's journey." Oh, Hallelujah! To to set to position my spirit to receive your word today. <laughs> oh God, it's a beautiful thing to feel the presence of God all around you and watch His hand move in your life. So you can be able to pour into someone else's life who may not know him for themselves. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. He's so wonderful, and he's, and I feel so blessed to have made such a wonderful choice to serve my Savior, my Master, my King. Uh, hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus. With my hands lifted up, and my mouth filled with praise. With my heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. Woo! It's good to know him. It's good to feel his presence. It's good to love on him, and he love on me back. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! But anyway, I woke up this morning, and I, 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 I first I had Erica on my mind, and I called her and see if she's good and, you know, just let her know, you know, just talking to her for a minute. And now she's at the doctor's office. You know, of course, she stays. She got a stock in the doctor's office, of course. But um, I'm gonna lift her up for healing. Um, um, whatever the man say, God says different. So I'm lifting you up in the name of Jesus that you be healed. Their diagnosis is not like God diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep on pressing and don't be discouraged or whatever the man say. It ain't what God said. Oh, hallelujah! <laughs> ha ha ha! You. <laughs> she had all her doctors on, but she's listening in. Um, but I, I woke up. This morning with her, with her on my mind, and she said, "What time was that?" I said, "Well, you know what? I got up at five and laid back down. I didn't get up earlier this early this morning, but I guess my sister said I snored enough for both of them, for both of us." So um, <laughs> she said, "You what?" She said she started like the bed on fire. But anyway, um, but I but I just you know how you we we are advocates for for the children of God and the people of God and the ones who don't know God for themselves. We are advocates. We are the gap, the the uh, the, the barriers for um, the the the, bur- no, the burden carriers for our sisters and brothers because sometimes people just don't know how to pray for themselves. And we all are learning. I mean, I, I can honestly say that I've grown in my prayers, and I ask God to continually grow me. Now, I wouldn't say enlarge my territory because it comes with all of that. It's going to come with all of that. If I ask God for it, it's going to come with all of that. And I thank God for, for using me because I, I, I'm a willing vessel to be used. Um, to be used, I'm a willing vessel. And I, and, I, and, I, and saying that, Rick Warren, I love him to death. Y'all, I promise you, I, it, it, when I read his, his, um, his devotionals, and I, as a matter of fact, today, this morning I read his devotional, and he has Pastor Warren. Now, uh, you know, I, I always thought he was just a general man um, that, that just, you know, was devotional. But he is an minister. He is a pastor. The very Bible is a lesson for the day. He's a minister, and he speaks volumes to me when he do his devotionals. Because those devotionals, I, I not only share them on this call, um, I share them on Facebook, some you know when they, when they speak to me and, and God tell me to give it, share it to some, give it to somebody. Now I give people God every day, every day of my life I give people God. But when it comes to reaching out the masses of beyond this call and beyond my walk, I reach, I go, I go, I go. Uh, what's called it? This media, social media. 
So this morning read, I'm going to open up, uh, uh, Sam, and then I'm going to read this, this, uh, this, this, this message. Um, it, 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 it speaks volumes to me. I mean, and I want to share it, and I'm pretty sure Eric could probably read it, but Dear Heavenly Father, God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy this morning, God, I thank you with thanksgiving in my heart. This joy that I have, I know the world did not give it to me, and I know the world cannot take it away, God. So I thank you in advance for the joy and the peace that you have been brought in, in me right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. Thank you for waking me up, up this morning and starting us with the right mindset to stay on your word, your will, and your way, God. Let our minds and ears be open to receive what you have for us today. Let our eyes see your hand move before us, God, so we can continue to lift your name up and spend praise and worship by seeing your hand move on, on individuals' lives, God. We're not going to be selfish with that, God. Right now, we're going to lift up the masses right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for being the, the, the captain of our ship. Continue and let me throw the anchor out in you. It is in Jesus' name. I humbly submit this prayer to you, and I say amen, amen, and amen. Uh, uh, Rick Warren, it says Rick Warren, the topic says prayer, decide in advance to obey God's word. It's coming from Luke 8. Chapter, I mean, Luke chapter 8, verse 15. The seeds that fell in good soil stand for those who hear the message and retain it in a good and obedient heart, and they persist until they bear fruit. God speaks to the person who decides in advance to do whatever God says to do. God doesn't speak to the person who says, God, tell me what you want me to say, and I'll decide if it's a good idea or not. God does not speak to the person who says, God, tell me what you think is the good thing, and I'll compare it with my options and choose the one I think is best. No, God's not going to waste his time on that. You have to say in advance, God, I'm willing to cooperate with whatever you want me to do. I'm signing a blank check. You fill it in. This is what the Bible calls the good soil. Because in Luke eight fifteen, the seed that of course the seed that bear, fell in good soil stands for those who hear the message and retain it in a good and obedient heart, and they persist until they bear fruit. Notice the four traits of good soil, or the people who respond in faith to God's word. First, they hear it, then they retain it or remember it. Next, they obey it, then they persist in it until they bear fruit. Mm. You got that? Oh, no. Four traits of good soil mm. are the people who respond in faith to God's word. First, they hear it. Hallelujah. Then they retain it or remember it. Mm. Next, they obey it. Then they persist in oh, no. it until they bear fruit. Yeah. How do you bear fruit? Mm. One way is to pass it on. Hallelujah. The Living Bible translation of this verse says, they listen to God's word and cling to them and steadily spread them to others who also soon believe. Mm. If you really want to hear from God, then you pass on what he's already told you to somebody else. That means being obedient to God's word. And it's something you decide in advance to do before you even open up your Bible. Hallelujah. This is the good song of a willing and obedient mind. Hallelujah. Hear me when I say that it speaks volumes today. 
Let's say you did a spiritual let me let's say you did a spiritual brain scan and all of your thoughts were projected on screen for others to see. Would you be embarrassed? Would you screen would your screen or would your screens be blank? Would what would your spiritual brain scan reveal about you? Would it show that you have a closed mind, that you're resistant, that you're you've been close to God You've been you've been closed to God out of fear or guilt or resentment or pride or bitterness. Would it reveal a superficial mind? You attend church, but God isn't really the top priority in your life. You know how far more than you're living. You're not having a quiet having quiet time. You're not in a small group. When the heat is on, you're going to wither because you don't have any spiritual roots. What or would it reveal that you have a preoccupied mind? You're just so busy all the time with other things, bills, budget, and baseball embraces. You've been so busy that you give God your leftovers. He gets shuffled to the sidelines, and the weeds are choking out your spiritual life. Now, now this is what was good. He said, if you're tired of living like that, then pray this prayer to God right now. It says, Dear God, I want to learn to hear your voice. Help me take these steps of preparation. I want to cultivate an open mind. I want to allocate time to listen. Today, and then he said in caption, I commit slash recommit, either one you want to choose, to having a daily quiet time with you and getting into a weekly small group. We already there, people. Help me to eliminate the distractions or the weeds in my life. I want to cooperate with you. Before you even tell me what to tell me what you want me to do, I'm saying yes in advance to you, Jesus. I surrender my life to you. I pray this prayer in your name. Amen. Did you hear me today, people? Hallelujah. In it. When I tell you I read this this morning, I read this this morning, and the words just jumped off the page into my spirit. When I tell you that I, when I, this is what we all should strive to do, decide, we already decided, we already made a choice to live for him, continue to live for him. I, I, I cannot tell you that I'm waiting on him. He ain't waiting on me, I'm waiting on him. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Made me want to run around this building. The prayer itself speaks volumes. You're asking God that you're willing to give it all. You're willing to do it. Today I commit or recommit to having a daily quiet time with you and getting into a weekly into a weekly small group. We do daily. We already accomplished that part. And I thank God for that. Let me recommit myself to him. It's, and, I, and if anybody wants this prayer, I will shoot this prayer out to you. I will shoot the whole devotion out to you via text. It's, it's something. Or that Rick Warren, if you, if you subscribe to him, you're going to get his messages every day. I just thought this one right here, this very one, this very one, decide in advance to obey God's word, this very one, it cut. It don't feel good in some aspects, but it's true, and it speaks truth. And it and it cuts us sometimes. I mean, in some of the passages, that's cut. How are you going to bear good fruit if you ain't listening to obeying God, obeying God's word? How are you bearing good fruit and following Him? 
and heeded to his call and waiting on him. Okay, God, tell me what you want me to do, and then I'll decide. No, 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 no. Whatever it is you want me to do, dear Jesus, I'm waiting on you. Mm. It's powerful, people. <laughs> Thank you, God, for letting me reach out to the masses today. And I pray that all ears will open to hear your word and feel your presence in their life as I spoke those words to them. In Jesus' name, I only submit this prayer, this praise, this worship. In the name of Jesus, amen. Powerful read. Powerful read. Decide in advance to obey God's word. In all that we think or say or do. Oh, yeah, we're flesh. We're carnal. That's an excuse. <laughs> we're still in flesh. That's the excuse. Oh, I'm in flesh. No, but you got spirit. Whatever it is. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Powerful. Powerful. Powerful words of Jesus today. Powerful words that jump off the page. And I haven't shared it with social media, but it's going to be shared this evening, baby. It's going to be shared. Coming off the paper. It's going to be shared. You hear me? I'm going to feed somebody else today. I'm going to pour this right here into somebody else. If you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> amen, ouch. Ouch, amen. <laughs> it's powerful, girl. That was, I was like, uh-uh. Rick, you're wrong, Rick, but I take it in Jesus' name. But he did it. He did that today. And it says, it says, Pastor Rick at the very end of it. I said, Lord, he's a pastor. You know, I'm thinking this coming, coming, coming man who, who's out of God's own heart, but he actually is a pastor. <clears throat> yeah, he, Rick Warren is a pastor. And it's so like, interesting. The reading in its entirety is interesting yes. because yesterday, you know, I talked to Sam a little later on, <clears throat> but yesterday I was unable to get on the call at all, you know, period. Oh, wow. Wow. So, excuse me, it was about Mm -hmm. right before 10. I I started feeling some, you know, I started feeling Uh some type of way. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, Lord, I ain't been on the call, and it don't look like I can because right now I have to go into group, you know, with my internship. And so I just Uh really felt some type of way um, (laughs) because I had not you know, done my typical praying and, you know, mm-hmm. as I'm accustomed to through the, through you know, through our call. Mm-hmm. And I just, eh, I'm like, Lord, I said, not, I said, well, Lord, I, I do pray on my own, but it's, it's something different. It's like my, okay. my life has grown, I guess, very accustomed to doing it this way, especially Monday through Friday. Had it's it. just been that, con- yeah, that habit, that consistent thing that I do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to, you know, sort of pride myself and say, okay, Erica, you know, you know how to pray, you know God, so you have to, you know, do it on your own. But I was like, God, it just feels so much better when I'm doing it with the people on the call. You put that your, your, your own heart. You know, mm-hmm. right. So, you know, right that was folks. one thing. <laughs> it was one, that was one aspect. And then as my day evolved and the things that happened at work, and I'm like, Lord, you must really be dealing with me because now, you know, it's not so much of what I want to do, but what is it that you have me to do? 
Oh, Jesus, 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 did I tell you this morning? Because when it, comes, when it comes to the situation that I have at work, I definitely, I, yes, I do. I want to be all in self. And, I, you know, part of me wants to be able to handle it and, mm-hmm. you know, say, have my say. You know, especially mm-hmm. after eight years of being mistreated and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So I wanted to have my say, but then, you know, as soon as I have those type of thoughts, I say, well, Lord, I guess it's not really what I want to say that matters. You know, what is it that you would have me to say? And then I started going down the road of, well, saying and doing what God has me to say and do will justify, you know, everything. You know, but also some of the things that I may have to contend with and even some things I may have to say may be an ouch thing for me because I may have to, you know, deal with things that I really don't want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. When, you want, when you're dealing with oppositions, you want to be the one to stand in the lane of being victorious. Yes. You know, you want to, you, <laughs> you know, you really want to throw every single rock it doesn't matter if you live in a glass house or not. You just want to feel that you've done what you need to do to, you know, make yourself feel better and also mm-hmm. look better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're so you persecuted so, you right now. Because God, you know, listen, yeah. listen to what you're saying. You Look what you just said. You're persecuted. Not, you've been persecuted for eight right. years. God's right. been what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right, Lord, I'm and I want and I want to throw the brick so hard that every I want not I really want to throw it, you know, so yeah, hard. You. Not only that I shatter their house, but I want everybody that stands on their side to say ouch. What did I tell you this morning? I said not just the person you ain't ready. Yeah, not just the person that has done me this way, but everybody that's standing in her corner. Ooh, you are and here. you know. And knowing that that's not, you know, and knowing that, you know, that's not what I should be doing or mm. what I should, you know. So it's mm. like, Lord, I need you to deal with me because I'm in so many different types of places, you know, with my thoughts and feelings and emotions. And I know it's not about, it's not about any of that. It's all about what his word says and what his will and purpose is. You get what you ask for. You yeah. <laughs> so, not say it tomorrow. Yeah. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. Yeah. Good morning. Exactly. You ain't ready. You ain't ready yeah. you need, what, what is that? You already put it out there like that. You ain't ready. Yeah. Well, you know, and then being, you know, being in an emotional uh, state is not where God wants me to be. I to be. Exactly. So you just came right on the, on this call just for that word for you. That word of the day was just for you, baby. I love you. Well, you know, it, it reaffirmed. It definitely reaffirmed exactly what I've been saying to myself and what I've been saying to God. It's, you and know, you know what the funny thing about it, Erica, is I was hesitant about reading it. Me. I was uh-huh. this morning. I said, no, I ain't going to read that, man. Cause, but you know what? God said, do it, daughter. He said it. Because I'm being honest, I was hesitant about reading that. I was very hesitant about reading what Rick Owens was doing it. Very. I was, yeah. I mean, sharing it. But but since I shared it, thank God for it. 
because when we have to look at things that, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's something to have to look at yourself. Yes. Amazing. Good morning. Amazing. You know, because when we talk about, really, a lot of the times when we talk about purging, we mm-hmm. talking about purging the stuff that we want to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> See, we selective about that. I can't go here on the bed. <laughs> good morning. Oh, I know, right? My wallet. I'm coming around. Y'all have a good day. I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Hello. All right. Have a good one. Love you, too. Thank you for that convincing me. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. I can't see. Okay. That's what happens when you have a big purse. Thank you. You want to go ahead and start knocking out the list? Um, I'm trying to get out the parking deck and everything. Yeah. You want me to start on mine? Yeah, uh, no, 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 because you're going to, I know you. No, because you're going to be on there for a minute. That's what you're about to say. Pretty much. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. I'm out. Dear gracious Father, we come to you this morning thanking you. Thanking you for uh, being God. Thanking you for being just. Thanking you, Lord, for even loving us beyond our circumstances, loving us in spite of our faults, Lord, and just loving us enough to continue to give us chance after chance, opportunity after opportunity to be able to make things right with you, to be able to cling to you. Lord, I thank you just for, you know, breathing the breath of life into my body, Lord, that I am able to acknowledge and recognize that you are the reason that I breathe. You're the reason that I live, and it is your purpose and your will and your word that must go forth. Lord, as you continue to prune me and prod me and transform me, Lord, I pray that you continue to keep my spirit and my mind and my body strong and in tune with you, Lord, that I am seeking to abide in your word and not that of which I feel or think that is right, Lord. I ask that you continue to take me by the hand and guide me in the direction that you want me to go. 
And, Lord, and I thank you for loving me even when I become wayward and honorary and just want to be so self-absorbed, understanding that it has nothing to do with me, but it's all about you. Lord, I <clears throat> stretch my hand to be thanking you for my being, asking that you continue to just be with me, Lord, asking that you heal my body, that you bring about restoration in my spirit, Lord, that I am able to do exactly as you ask me to do and walk in the purpose that you have given me. Lord, I thank you for my children and my family and my household, Lord, and I thank you for continuing to keep everyone in their right mind and keep them strong. I pray their strength in you, Lord, and I pray that you continue to bless them collectively and bless them individually. Lord, I thank you for the fact that you continue to <clears throat> guide their footsteps and direct their paths. I lift friendship and ministries as a whole up to you, Lord, thanking you for allowing us to be able to share your word with one another, being able to fellowship with one another, and, Lord, being able to guide and gird each other, Lord, as we continue to run this rat race, Lord, and that we're able to strengthen and uplift our brothers and sisters. Lord, I pray that your word continues to be the foundation of which we stand, Lord, and that we're able to give. Lord, I also lift the friendship and ministry families before you, Lord, thanking you for allowing us to be able to share and be a minister with our brothers and sisters, Lord, and that they are able to fellowship and share your word with us as well. I ask that you keep each and every one of our brothers and sisters and our family members in perfect peace, and I pray that your will be done in our lives. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Anybody else want to go? Anybody else? Hmm? <clears throat> See, ain't nobody else on right now? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Uh, I heard Brother Richardson. son. All right, well, let me go get my list then. Let me go get my list. I mean, the whole county government. I just want you to know I'm driving around on dry ground, land, everything. But the whole DeKalb County government is closed. What you mean? I mean, because, you know, we're they're predicting that it's going to snow by 10 a.m. And, you know, we're not Chicago. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't trust ice, you know, even flush, let alone snow. I really don't think we can trust rain, but you know, it, <laughs> it that happens to be uh <clears throat> a weather type that most people experience. Mm-hmm. It's a normal thing. But a rah. So snow is expected to fall. I mean, the schools are closed, everything. But I just want you to know, I've been driving to the doctor. I just left. It's cold, but the road is clear. 
Yeah. Well, you you still going to work? Our offices are closed. I can't. Oh, that's what I was wondering. Okay, I mean, so yeah. so now, what what about your when you're gonna be running your three hours short? Is that gonna? Oh, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, the interesting thing about all of that, <laughs> you know, we supposed to have, you know, you were talking about the group session today. Mm, right, right. Yeah, yeah, well, Oop, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Maria, when she called me this morning, um, she told me, you know, in her spirit, she didn't think this session was going to take place today. Okay. You know, she said, my spirit, I just don't feel like it's going to happen. She said, something else going to come up, and it's not going to be able to go on. <laughs> you know, wait a minute. I'm just funny. I'm laughing because I'm I listening to what you said, like, you know, how you want to say and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And yesterday you got ready to say something. Then y'all got interrupted. And then today, right. you know, everything's about to jump off and <clears throat> get interrupted. And it's like... You- Okay. You go ahead, Sam. I'm just. Oh, okay. I'm just looking at you know how, how how God is like not yet, Erica, not yet, and, and that gets it's like frustrating at times when you want to I want to get off my chest or you just want to do what you feel needs to be getting the delay. And, and again, like okay, well maybe I you know I you know just keep keep. Right. Well, God, maybe not now. Okay, shut up, Erica. Or shut up, Sam. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And you you're so correct because you know, I know you remember me saying before, um, you know, I often wonder you know, I used to tell the kids to, you know, punches punches always like, Ma, I don't understand why you have not said anything to these people because, you know, any other time you would have said this, you would have done this, you know. And I said, punk, I can't explain it. God has me in his position for a reason. And I guess it's just not time for me to say anything. Now, I just think he's preparing me on what to say. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And the timing. Mm-hmm. I was I was listening to uh um somebody off the call yesterday and they were talking about some things that happened at church and as I was listening to them I like okay okay and it's like you know how they 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 responded by being quiet and I like okay well I I, I didn't tell them I was just like oh well really you just being groomed how to just hold your peace and, uh-huh. and learn it's it's amazing how much you learn about a lot of stuff just by holding your peace. Right, right. It's like wow, you learn you learn about yourself, you learn about others, you learn about situations, circumstances. You can really see God moving, his timing, it's a whole lot you mm-hmm. learn about being still. Mm-hmm. A whole lot. 
And right. literally, I don't think you can learn it any other way, to be honest with you. Um, You know, I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> when I talked to you last night, Huh. Your spirit was just like, mm. okay, huh, uh huh, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> so, what I read, what I read from your spirit is, um, they just trying, they they just, I guess, they trying to tempt you or they just playing with you, but they don't really know what they're doing at the moment and. You know, it's like you didn't, you were not, I guess, in a position to say, um, you didn't feel it was anything detrimental. Mm, okay, right, right, right. You you just, you know, to me, it seemed like your spirit was like, oh, they playing. <laughs> you know, like a cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. And they think that they're the cat. I was just about say that. <laughs> uh huh. They think they're the cat who's about to eat the mouse. Mm, okay. It, it, it's like you know, it's like you you really don't have a grasp on what's really going on, uh-huh. and so I'm I'm allowing you to do this. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, because really you're not do you're doing all this and you're really not doing as much as you think you are, and you're really uh-huh. not capable as much as you think you are. Uh-huh. And, and even and even in that, like you said, that that waiting game, it makes you trust God even more because again, like you begin to kind of you see Him moving because uh-huh. He begins to show things to you, and, and, and so again, you say, okay, well, let me put my trust in God a little bit more. Let me hold my peace uh-huh. a little bit more. And it's just interesting. It's again, like I said, this is, I call this on the job training because you can't really get this. You ain't gonna get this. You can read it in a book, but you're not going to understand it until you live it. Right. Right. And the interesting thing about all of this is their anxiety that's showing more than anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their anxiety, their fears, their uncertainties. Mhm. And they'll follow. And just like, mhm. And they they feel that they have been. Well, you know, they just like, you know, it's just like choose your battles. They just forgot the wisely part. Right. Right. So they think it's time for them to strike. It's like this is a good time for me to strike because, you know, whoever they thought was guarding and covering and protecting me, you know, in carnality is no longer there. But they never realized that my protector was spiritual all along. Mm. Mm. They they just thought it was, you know, a man. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. They thought Carl was my protector. Mhm. And so they felt that felt that he tied, you know, their hands and prevented them from doing what they wanted to do to me. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even realize that God was my protector the uh-huh. entire time. And if he was working through Carl at that point in moment, that's who he's working uh-huh. through at a given moment. Mhm. 
But even through their own, you know, issues, apparently they... They still haven't yielded to God, even in their own whatever you want to call it. You know, when they were out, when they were doing whatever they were doing. And so now, you know, it's at the point that, you know, they're going to have to, they've chosen not to see God the way he tried to show himself to them or reveal himself to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now... You know, like they say, every round goes higher and higher. You know, they want to sweep that under the rug, so now they have to, you know, see him at another level. Right, right, <laughs> right. And it's not going to be how they expect it to be either. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, wait a minute. And what you're talking about, the God as well as people of the world, because a lot of times, you know, with Dennis, but a lot of times children of God, Right. You know, case in point, my building situation. I just look at okay, and I, I she's, she's trying to get back in again. Like, hold it, lady. Understand? And I'm, I'm at the like, I have like dismissed it because I look, I, I got to deal with this on a whole nother level. But uh-huh. you, what you thought you was doing, now you really gonna see. Now you're really gonna hear from your guy because now he's right. gonna really have to get you out. Right. And, I ain't even mad at her. I'm, right. I ain't dealing with her. <laughs> now, and, that, and, and you're right, and that's exactly how I feel. Because, you know, that's what people do. We try anything within our power. Or so we think. Our power, correct. Correct. Or so we think. Not, you know, not acknowledging. Because some people acknowledge... And some people really don't know. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but, see, they know. Because, mm. see, these are people that do things in the name of God. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I said children of God act foolish, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not that they don't know God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just there are those people, like Marie was mentioning, in the uh, reading, mm-hmm. mm. God, you know, tell me, and then I'll pick and choose whether I should go your way or mine. Oh, come on now. Come Just on. let me know what you think. <laughs> okay. And I'm then. I'm going to put my sex passes in it. <laughs> right. Let me know what you think, and then I'll choose between your way and my way. what's God's and what's not his. Mm. 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 Well, this stuff in this basket is God's stuff. Mm. 
this stuff in this basket mine. <laughs> now, what do I want to do? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the interesting thing about it is, some, a lot of them, they believe that God will reveal himself and in a sense, I guess, for the lack of a better word, um, you know, God, you know, God don't like ugly, but see, they think that type of thing only applies to other people that does stuff to them, that it doesn't apply to them when they do stuff to other people. Mm. <laughs> Our cliche answers are cliche statements. Mm-hmm. You well, know, you know, God, God moved them out the way because they weren't being just or they weren't being fair. But mm. when they're unjust and they're unfair, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They don't believe God will correct them because they feel that they stand in the position of being right all the time. Oh, come on now, girl. Mm. 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 We talked about being right yesterday. <laughs> mm. Look at the, the cost that's associated. Oh, oh, it's a price to pay. See, like we had this little saying for women, honey, it's a price to pay to be cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a price to pay to be with God too. Come on now, if you're gonna walk, if you're gonna walk close, oh right. yeah, oh yeah. It's a cost associated with that, baby. Oh yeah, and 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 and, and, and don't think you ain't gonna pay. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. We always go back to him. Look at what he paid. How he lived. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that's the part, well, that's the part, I ain't even going to say we want to shy away from, that's the part we want to run away from. Uh-huh. You know, we want to we wanna have the, the glamour or get in front of people, so all these great, great stories, but then the struggle that's associated with it, nah, I'm good. I, it, 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 right. don't, it don't require all that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I, I I look at us on the line, how we've grown, but then I look at us on the line. How many hours are we on this line? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, it, and look, honestly, is it really that, okay, let me speak for me. Is this what I really want to be doing every morning? Right. I'm going to just talk about me. I ain't going to talk about nobody else. Is that not that I have other things that I need to be doing? Not right. Well. You know, and I, you know, right. it, it it pull and it requires a lot. You're absolutely right about that. And so I was listening to the song, put it all on the altar. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. how many people are really willing to do that? Right. You know, when you put it all on altar, but when you start going out, because remember that the altar is a place uh-huh. of sacrifice. It's uh-huh. a place where they took the sacrifices and they slayed them on the altar. They killed, they took, uh-huh. that, that's 
faithful when you're giving it all. So, yeah, we're going to sing that song, How About Living That Life. Yeah. But, again, this is when you start getting into the meat of the word. Right. And, and, and I and that's and I guess that's what you know because even like I said you know like the situation with my ten and other you know I recognize okay God you are working in my life and in hers so uh-huh. I choose not to get frustrated aggravated I choose to see and to trust you for what I need to do and, and let, God you got her I ain't got to worry about her I, right. I I don't need to be angry frustrated because that that's totally done and I choose for. For you to do what needs to be done in my life, and y'all, y'all she's gonna be all right. She, she you know, right. that's how God gets our attention and grows us up. I know that's all He did for me. Right. For me. Right. You thought you heard from God. Well, now you're gonna get a, uh-huh. you're gonna get a deeper understanding of His voice. I, I, I bet. Uh-huh. Never do that one again. <laughs> Again, and I ain't even mad. I, I because I understand the experience right. that that is necessary and needful, and also it's a growth thing for me and for her. Right. So. And and that's the part about it, because I I believe and agree with you that it's a growth thing for. The both of us as well. Mhm, mhm. But you know, God is also how God is trying to, I guess, in a sense, convict you and try to purge you. That mm. you even have sometimes you have to go. You know, you have to be that person that you know to show the person who's always offended you. Mm. Come on now. And and that's and that's a hard pill to swallow. Mm. Because you've done everything in your power. Ooh, come on now. Everything in your power to try to humiliate and harass me. Mm, mm, mm. And it, and God has chosen this very person to try to direct you. <laughs> and you know, like H E double hockey sticks, I don't want to show you a doggone thing. <laughs> Especially how bad you treated me. Mm. So to have to even stand there before God and say, God, I'll do what you ask me to do. God, if you, you know, I'll go if you send me. And that's hard to, you know, really have to. Show love to a person that's never showed you any. But then that's when you that's when you have, that's when he hit you with the word uh-huh. for those who despitefully use you. What? Right. And you were like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this woman and tap dance on my head, tried to tap dance on my spirit. And I got to do what? Mm-hmm. And and let's go. Well, let me go ahead and be honest. You know, I I can't say nobody else. 
I'm trying to figure out why you love her enough anyway to do hey. this because she mistreated me. Oh, 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 come on now. Let's take it home. Let's take it home. Mm. You know, we say everything. This happened and did this. This happened and did that. Mm. And why I got, why, I mean, why you can't send somebody else to do it? Mm. Come on now. Why it got to be me after she didn't hurt my feelings and she didn't did all this to me? I'm just talking about me, though. I'm sorry. I, 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 hey, and 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 then like after you go through that, then you get to see the character of God. Uh. Uh. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. And I love her, and I love uh-huh. you, and I love that fool out in the street, and I love that fool uh-huh. that's calling me all kind of names. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, all of y'all. Uh huh. Because and, 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 and then you don't he don't want you don't want him to take it away. Oh, remember when you did? Oh, right. When you were at? Remember yeah. last week when you? Okay, okay. <laughs> right. So now you forgot what you did. Come on. Come well, on. Well, let me remind you. Come on. When you were out there, when you were going here, when you were doing this. Mm-hmm. And I remember tapping you on the shoulder and trying to redirect you. Come on. But you act like you didn't even hear me. You didn't even feel my touch. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, you heard me. You saw, yeah, okay, later. I'll, I'll be right back. Um, Come on. So, that really, so really, that's just a slap in my face. Mm. You put me on hold, and guess what? Mm. I, I stayed on hold. Oh, come on now. Mm. Because when you put me on hold, I really could have hung up the phone. Oh, come Jesus Christ. I could have did I could have disconnected this entire phone call. Oh, wow. Mm. I could have disconnected this entire phone call. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And wouldn't it cost him anything. Right. Mm-mm. Because remember, I have the power. That if you won't go, I can find somebody else who's willing. But Man. I loved you enough that I held on. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Mm. Mm. So I granted you mm. favor when you probably really didn't deserve it. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. I gave I gave you grace and you gave me nothing. Oh, come on now. Talking about turning over the cheek, that's what we did to him. Oh, come on. Right. Right. The one who can help us, who willing and able to help us and we say Right. Oh. Right. <clears throat> you know how many times you slammed the door in my face? Ooh, come on. Mm. And I still held on. Mm. Mm. And so you and so you mean that you don't have enough compassion in your heart <laughs> to do this for your fellow man, oh. and I held on for you. Oh Jesus! Mm. So you'd be like, okay, God, I uh, okay, you ain't got to throw. No, let me finish. Let me let me keep going because I really need you to. Uh, now that I have your ear. Oh. Now that I have your attention, let me go ahead and really tell you. Mm. Mm. Wow. So you remember when you were walking down that dark alley and somebody, you know, 
and somebody was standing in the alley with a gun, you don't realize it was me who prevented them from even shooting you. Mm, mm, mm. So, I mean, you know, now that I got your attention, maybe <clears throat> I do need to call. I, maybe I just need to, you know, make you be mindful. Mm. Come on. So, you know, we, we, get, we get all into it. All right, all right, I hear you. No, apparently no, you, you don't. don't hear me. Oh, you no. don't hear me. Mm. Mm. So while now, again... While I have your attention, let me explain to you. Mm. In depth detail. <laughs> and it's a whole lot of our stuff that we don't want to be reminded of. Amen. <laughs> because, see, when I forgave you, mm. you swept it under the rug. And yes. you walking around here all self-righteous. Come on. Come on. As if you never walked that path. Come on. Come on. Come on. Wait a minute. Hold on. All right. No problem. that you're the only person that I can love and the only person that I can give an, another chance to? Mm. Are you the only person that I can forgive? Mm-hmm. How selfish is that, that you want me to love and forgive those who you want me to love and forgive? Mm. Now, what if I were to grant someone else this same type of rights that you're asking for? Mm. And let's just say you're in the group of people that they don't want me to give another chance to. Mm-hmm. We don't like none of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, you know, and like like the reading said, oh, 
you go, you can say amen or ouch. But like I said, ouch, amen, amen, ouch. I don't even know which one you want me to say. But all <laughs> all that applies. All of <laughs> Right. Because I have a, because in everything we're talking about, I have a whole lot of ouch moments. Mm-hmm. I have a whole lot of amen moments too. Come on, come on. Because this path and this course, this walk, has not been an easy. I've had to look at a whole lot of stuff that I've done, and some of it make me say, ooh, we really I did that? Okay. So I can imagine what other people say. Mm. I mean, it's so ugly to me. I swept it under the rug and don't even want to look at it no more. I want to erase. Look, I want to erase it from my memory. Okay. I see. I see that lump on the rug, but I'm gonna just walk around like ain't nothing there. Right, and be like, well, Lord, I hear you. No, I, no, you don't hear me because I need. I have, it's a couple of other things I need to remind you of. Okay. And you be like, okay, God, really? He turn around and say, yes, really. Okay. So. Well, you know. That's what I said. Having God gonna turn our reasons into excuses, right? <laughs> and then we and, and 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 we look at Jesus, Come the on. same people that he loved, Walk. he loved the same. I mean, shoot, he ended up serving the people that treated him the worst. Mm. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Wow. And who asked for forgiveness while they were all on the cross with Jesus? <laughs> huh. Well, and even after, and look, and and even though he lived the life that he, you know, mistreated people and he did things, even before he took his last breath, because. He he recognized and acknowledged who Jesus was. He was still forgiven. Wow. 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 And it can be assumed that he lived a life of crime and hate and mistreatment of other people. Yes. Wow. Man, you be like, okay, God, I got you. No, you really ain't got me. Okay. Wow. So we gonna continue with the storyline. I'm be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Uncle, I'll stop. Please. I won't play no more. You don't play fair. Okay. Right. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it remind me of the kids over the weekend because they said um, that. They they catered to me one hundred percent, and that I don't care and I don't do anything for them. They and you know I don't I don't cater to them, and I said I can't believe y'all saying that. 
I said, I really can't believe y'all. Well, you know, my niece and Punch, and they call themselves double teaming me. I, you know, Punch said it the night before. I said, y'all tripping. <laughs> and so when they said it again on Saturday, I, and Kanisha was on the phone with her best friend, I said, oh, y'all complaining about cooking. Come on, when we cook, I mean, we cook your meal and we'll fix your plate and we do all that. And all I'm asking for is that, you know, at least I get one meal out of this. I said, I'm going to get one rent payment out of this. Mm. Am I going to get one light bill payment out of this? <laughs> talking about TT, you know what we're talking about. So, you know, I stood up and my niece, I'm like, oh, Lord, here she go. <laughs> you know, and that's how we do God. Come on, uh, okay, I hear, well, I hear you, I hear you, you know, because I kept going. I was like, you know, when y'all ain't got nothing to do or nowhere to go, I said, I actually leave my house, going like I'm going out of town, and I leave my house for you all to do whatever, whenever, however, and go wherever, and I still pay for everything that y'all do. Wow. Am I putting gas in your hand, gas money in your hand? I said, but guess what? The fact that. I pay all the bills allows you to have gas money in your hand. Mm. Wow. I said, and tell me, well, well, what about the cooking part? But guess what? What about the working part? Because mm. I just, I, I mean, I'm just saying, T.C., the last time you probably cooked me a full a full uh, dinner, what was I, 12 or something? I said, the last time you paid my rent, how old were you? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And I'm, I'm just, you know, and you guys are comparing apples and oranges, but I'm trying to get you all to see the, the intent, the pure essence of it. I said, because you know something, in order for me to live and to survive, you guys are reaping the benefits because I want to have a roof over my head. I want to have food in my stomach. So guess what? Because I do, you all reap benefits. Mm. Wow. Wow. Now, there are days that I just really don't want to. There are days that I don't even feel like it. But guess what? Because I know that there is a bigger purpose, I mm. still do. Mm. I said, when I don't feel like it, I have to. Mm. I said, because one thing that I do that you all have yet to perfect is I look down the road because I look at other things that I, you know, I aspire to do. Mm. So on the days that I don't feel like it, I look in front of me because I know that there are other things that have to be accomplished, and in order for me to get there, I got to keep moving. Come on now. I said, but when y'all don't feel like it, you just tell us, I ain't going to do it today. And guess what? And you understand that, and you know, because you know how I am, you know that you can lay your head down because if I take today off, at least I still got somewhere to lay because I'll be at T.T.'s house. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be at Mama's house for that fact. When, when, and nothing else, if I get kicked out of your mom's house, she can at least come over there. She, that she know for a fact. Right. But, and I tell them, 
if something were to happen and I got kicked out, where do I go? Come on. See, I don't have the options that you all have. Come on. Which means if I'm sick or not, if I feel like it or not, I got to get up and make it happen. Mm. Because neither one of y'all got a place for me to stay if something happened to me. <laughs> Nobody. So you look at the fact that I don't cook, but God dog it, I work every day. I work all day. And I'm the reason, and matter of fact, even though you cook and you fix my plate, I'm the reason you have a place to cook. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm the reason that you have a place to even eat a bowl of cereal, whether you fix me something to eat or not. And all I'm trying to get you to understand is the cost yes. associated with it, whether yes. it is financial, whether yes. it's physical, emotional, mental. It's a cost associated. That's and all it. I'm saying is you all have a selected cost to pay. I don't have that option because I just got to pay it. Mm. Wait a minute. Hold on again. All righty then. Okay, sorry about that. 
No problem, my dear. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so. Uh huh. These, all of these are just coming. What? Those are for him. Which one? Okay. All right. Let me go ahead and knock out my list. Okay. Cause we've been on our soapbox long enough. Right. I guess I need to get my left. I think I'm my girlfriend quit, quit me. Huh? I said, I think my girlfriend has quit me. Which one? Next door. Maxine. Mm-hmm. You weren't, uh, you weren't making it happen. I, you know, I was, I, I, I thought I was, you know, you know, you know, they say what men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I, I guess I just was somehow. Yeah. Them all are untruths. I'm not gonna say lies, but untruths. No, no, she definitely got the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, you talking about you was trying to make it happen? I said that's untruth. Oh. <laughs> right. You show up, I take you to church. That's about all that's gonna happen. Shoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. Now, I have been seeing somebody, and I've been thinking it was a son. I ain't paying no attention, but the other day I saw this dude out there, and he was doing something. He was putting salt on the ground. But when I looked at it, I'm like, that's not her son. He's older. And I said, oh, that's why she ain't been around me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, thank she you. New, she got her new love. Hey, Good. She said she been out there like what? What was Jody Watley's song? I've been looking for a new love, baby, a new love. Well, hopefully yeah, she yeah, found him. Yeah. Hey, and I was just observing him and what he was doing. I think he's 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 a special individual too. But I'm just saying. <laughs> well, hey, the thing about that is, you know. Spirit, acknowledge spirit. Hey, I, hey. Oh, oh, or maybe this is the husband that she's been hiding. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, see, let me, let me do my list before I get to talking. <laughs> hey, you look, I'm like this, huh? Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Say, we're doing uh-huh, for, I'm, about the methodology. What'd you say? So we were doing pretty good, and I'm about to mess it all up. Okay. Yeah. Stay in your lane. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Stay in your lane. Oh, Eric is over, huh? <laughs> Uh-oh. What'd you say? Somebody said something. I told him America's over now, huh? Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. 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 Oh, 
Dorothy, 
Brenda, Pam, Scotty, Deborah, Deacon, Chuck, Jackie, Dunn, Angela, Everett, Love, Ronald, Alexander, Lisa, Brown, Lori, Harshman, Rose, Chavis, Sam, Smith, and Family, Ware, Family, Fan, Marie, and Family, Virgil, Bass, Jason, Allison, Passion, Hollis, David, West, Danny, Sims, Sabrina, Newton, Courtney, Robinson, Chris, Mary, and Coleman, and meeting all that, the lady outside the church, my tenants, the lady Lori, mentioned to Samane, Julian, and Janine, Haley, David, Bears, Summer, Lara, Veronica, Jackson, Spring, Alexander, Reggie Moore's father, Jerry Wade Jr., Georgie Cotton, Lisa Jones, Robert DeBlaze, Sharon Michael Drake, Lady in the Park Lot, Kevon Carter, Family Senior, Sam McKinney, Elizabeth, Jamil McKenzie Anderson, Jesse, Patricia Arnold, Gloria Daniels, and the Dickersons. For a shirt, for a shirt, did a good shirt, a ganda, should have gone, did a gandrand, a good shirt, a ganda, a good shirt, a ganda, a ganda, a good ganda, a good shirt, a ganda, a good shirt, a ganda, a good shirt, a ganda, a good let me pray for Trey Mathis and Ariel Sinkford. Humble Kushi to Gastan Rashi to Gosse. Humble Kushi to Gastan Rashi to Gosse. Shishi to Gastanda. Horo Baka Shiro Gosse. Shakara. Niandra Moss. Humble Kushi to Gosse. Andra Gosse to Ganda. Humble Kushi to Gosse. Andra Gosse to Ganda. Shakara. AJ and family. Humble Kushi to Gastan Rashi to Gosse. Shiro and Rashi to Gosse. Shiro and Rashi to Gosse. Shiro and Rashi to Gosse. Humble Kushi to Gosse. Raheem Powell, who broke the gospel around Russia, Uganda, who broke around the city, 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 Punch Jailer Janak Kanishan Aiden. Honro Boshigan Randu Boshigan Randu Boshiganda. For a brand is she Kiara Shaw, Hombroko, Shirogose, Shirogandra, Shirogose, Hombroko, Shirogandra, Shirogose, Shirogandaka, Shakara. Capri Lucure, Horoboshi, Shirogandra, Shirogandra, Shirogose, Shirogandra, Horoboshi, Shirogandra, Shirogandaka, Horobraka, Shakara. Kiara Shaw, Capri Lucure, Abita, Hombroko, Shirogandra, Shirogose, Shirogandra, Hombroko, Shirogandra, Shirogandra, Horobraka, Shakara. Shakara. Brianna Lil G. Haraka Radakra Dirgasi the Granda Gosiri Desh the Granda or Baka Dirgasa Shalaka. Devon or Shika Shirgase Shirgasat or Gose or a Desh the Gasandra Shirgose Shiraganda or a Desh the Gandanda Gosiraganda or Baka Shakara. Amber and Brianna Hamboko Shirgasara Gose de Gosa or a broker or a Desh the Gose de Gasa or a Braka Dirgose Shiranda Gose or Broko Sida Shakara. Devon, Amber, Biana, Amber, 
woman, Amber Brianna, how did you go to the gun that did you go to say? That's all right. Tarisa, how did you go to the gun that did you go to say? That's all right. Makaino Zayas, who goes to the gun that did you go to say? That's all right. Who goes to the gun that did you go to say? That's all right. Who goes to the gun that did you go to say? That's all right. Who goes to the gun that did you go to say? Jacques Jameson, Horro, Cashir, 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 Kayla Boylan, Hondo Gosher Gosher Gandando Gosse, Horabosher Gosher Gandando Gosse, Harabrata Shagosher Gandako Se, Harabraka Shakara. And Benjamin Benfield, Horro Kashir 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 Alrighty. Don't everybody jump up all at once and shout and scream and me, 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 me. Now I made a little rascal. I saw that about a week or two ago. I was like, wow, that took me back. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you said. Who? Hmm? What you say? I don't know. I said I don't know what you said. Oh, I said something to my daughter. Oh, she cooking me breakfast. When's she going to call me and ask me what I want? <laughs> anyway, let me go ahead and knock out my last list. Okay. Don't party too hard. Your neighbors might hear you. Oh, she got her own party going on now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Don't party too loud. She may hear you. Okay. <laughs> I need to come back. And I'm good. I'm good. Stay where you at, baby. <laughs> All right. Let's go with City Refuge. Broco, Shirgose, Shirgan, Brocose, Horabraca, Shirgose, Shirgrando, Gose. Umbroko Shirgasa Shakara. People in the gifting class. Shoroko Shirka Shirgosara Kamba. Umboshika Shirgosara Kose. Horoboko Shirgosha Shirgasara Kosa Shirgoste Shakara. CFF. Horoko Shirgosha Shirgumbra. Horoje Shirgosten Dirgosha Shirgamba. Horoboshikosha Shirgamba Kashirikosa. Horobraka Shakara. Reginald Foster, Horo Shiriko 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 Sede, Horo Shiriko 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 Sanda, Horo Shiriko 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 Sanda, Shiriko Shiriko Sanda, Shakara. 
Joyce Mason, Alex Thompson, Elliot, and Chris Foster. For a shilko shilka says shilka sa, for shilko shilka sa, rako shilka nda. For shilko says shilka ra, shilko says shilka nda sa, shakara. Maria Mathis, for a shilko shilka says shilka ra, shilko says, for a shilko shilka rambako, shilko says shilka randa. For a shilko shilka says shilka randa kose, for broko, shakara. Help me, bro shilko shilka nda shilko says, hoko shilko says shilka nda shilko sa. Coco should go say, should run for Cossess and a Granda Cossa for a Braca, Shakara. Rose Johnson, Shilko, 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 Garando Cossess, for a shaker, a Cossess, 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 a Rose Johnson, Andrew Dijon, Aunt Donald Lawson, who both should go share, should go and that go share, who both should go share, should go and that go share, should go and that, should go say, how caca, shakara. They are like a rundle, shindle go, should go and that, should go say, hundle go share, should go and that go say, should go and that go say, harabaka, shakara. Jonathan Dunlap, who should go share, should go and that go share, hoko, should go share, should go and that go share, should go and that go say, hoko, should go sara, shakara. Travis Crockett. Humble Cushion Negotiation of Rondo Gosset. Pocushion Negotiation of Rombo Cushion of Rombo Cosset. Humbokra, Shakara. Larry Stone. Or a Cushion Negotiation of Rombo Cosset. Or a Cushion Negotiation of Rombo Cosset. Or a Cushion Negotiation of Rombo Cosset. Or a Cushion Negotiation of Rombo Shakara. Oh, City of Nate Carson, Rosen Hospital in the community, Shendra Pastor Mark, Russia to go to the Randa, go to the Randa, Shakara. And myself, Horoba should go to the Randa, go to the Randa, Shakara. And we got the Mon Holly and KSF organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNabb, Barbara Carson, Sam, Mike Stripes and Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louis and Sherry, Biff Shigarbo, Erica Collis, Smith, Corey and Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Mark Eaton, Charles Steen, Gene Upman, the Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, the guy in the subway, Cheryl Vaughn, Phil and Janine Lowe. For a bush, the gossip of Coram Braca, she will go say, she will and Rasha will go say, for a Braca, she will go say, she will and Rafa, she will go say, for a Braca, the Rodet, the Gandan, the Gosset, the Gandan, the Gosset, Harabraca, the Garada, 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 the Gosset, the Gasan, the Gosset, Haradese, Shakara. All right, that's my three list. My three, man. My three. I did my three. What else we got to do, man? Erica did her. We got sick and shut in and saved. What else we got? Oh. Uh.
decent hospice, abused, and addiction, prisoners, and missionaries, congregations, and churches. Pick and choose, pick and choose. Somebody pick and choose. Don't nobody jump out of all at once now. Missionaries, <laughs>
Lord, why? Why? Why should my heart, my heart, feel lonely and long? Bobby Christina, we haven't prayed for her in a while. Then my hear that song makes me want to do it. Father God, this is your daughter, Lord, that we have put before you before, Lord. Lord, your hand has already moved, Father, but the job is not yet done. So, Father, again, we come before you presenting your child. Father God, when I'm saying your child, I don't know if she's been saved, born again or not, but, Lord, she's either one of your unregenerated or regenerated children, Lord. But regardless, she still needs you, Lord. So I'm asking, Father, to finish the job that you have started, Lord. I'm coming before you, reminding you of your word of how we've interceded on behalf of Bobby Christina, and that, Father, I'm still expecting you to make a difference in her life. I'm expecting you to make a difference in that family's life, Father, 
regardless what the doctors may say or do, God, it is not over till you say it's over. And it is not over, for she is not left yet taking her journey. So we come before you pleading your precious Holy Ghost, anointed blood over her life. We just continue to give you the praise and the glory. Satan, and we rebuke you. 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 Hide it in the name of Jesus. Remove yourself. Remove yourself. Remove yourself. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
what did I do to get here? I made the wrong turn. Now I'm lost and burned. In my mess, I fell deep. Cause my flesh was weak. But now I hear your voice. And I'm making a choice. I'm turning away from the things that I do that I know aren't pleasing in your sight. Turning away from the mess of my head and the things that I know aren't right. I'm turning away from the path of hurting shame. All the things that had me bound. I'm turning away. Turning away. When temptation tries to lure me off my course, I will choose you. I'll choose you Cause I've been there And I'm not going there no more Said I want a new start I'm giving you my heart From your love I never want to depart I'm turning away from the things That I do that I know I'm pleasing in your sight I'm turning away from the mess of my set And the things that I know are right I'm turning away from the past, from the hurt, from the shame, and the things that had me bound. I'm turning away, turning away, hey, I'm turning away, which I think is going to be a blessing to a lot of people. Um, I'm not quite sure where it's going to end up. Then again, I'm never quite sure, but that doesn't matter. Good morning, sir. Good morning. There you be. How you be, sir? I just came from under. <laughs> yeah, down under, um, down under the covers. Ooh. Uh-huh. Good morning. <laughs> Oh, it's the pearl. It's the pearl. Mm-hmm. 
Cheryl, that better not be you. Cheryl, that better not be you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 Father, we praise you. We glorify you, Lord. Ah, yes, 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 Lord. Move, move, move. Yes, yes, yes. The anointing of God, the spirit of God. Ah, there we go, Father. It's moving. It's moving. It's moving. Yes, Lord, we praise your name, Father. We glorify you, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. We thank you, Father, for the revelation of the Word of God, for the covering of the Word of God, the anointing of the Word of God, Lord. Father God, move, Lord. Move, Lord. Move, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Mm-hmm. Let your spirit move, Lord. Let your God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shirakose, Shirakasa, Shirakose, Shirakasa, Shirakose, Shirakasa, Yaraka. We praise your name, Lord. Mm, thank you, Father, for moving. For moving, Lord. You call this prayer shifting ministries for a, mo- for a reason, Father, because your spirit shifts from one thing to another. From one arena to another, Lord. You just do as you want to do, and we're just your willing vessels. Father, I'm asking right now to speak to our hearts. Mm, mm, mm. Give us that which you want us to have, Father. Give us that which you want us to have as the anointing of God, as the power of God breaks the yokes, breaks the burdens off of our lives, Father. Let us begin to see as you desire us to see. Hey! 
come against every hindering spirit right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I come against every hindering spirit right now, right now, right now in the name of Jesus. I plead your precious Holy Ghost anointed blood over our lives, Lord. Over our lives, Father, over our families, over our situations and our circumstances, over our households, over our business, over our jobs. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to touch right now and move as you line us up to hear from you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, somebody's in Chicago on Western Avenue. I know that much. Don't want to send a little bit. Here's your answer. So what? I'll tell my dog to turn down the TV. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. This is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to read this morning. Actually, what I had planned on doing was I had um, I was going to finish up the chapter in that book, and then I was going to go on to some different material. And I had a dream the other night. And I'm going to tell you about the dream. In the dream, it's like a like a like a two part dream. The first part of the dream was like me and a bunch of people just running around doing crazy, foolish things, you know, whatever. I, I, I kind of like was waking up or I woke up or whatever and I went back to sleep but it's like the second part of the dream because I just like oh I just had a dream so the second part of the dream was interesting I was it kind of tied into the first part where I was being doing construction and I was building an addition I was building like a two story addition on a house and you know it's like somebody wanted me to remodel their kitchen but it wasn't just remodeling their kitchen it was an addition so what I did was kind of like a prefab. I ordered the material from there. So basically all I had to do when it got delivered, I attached it to the house and then just like throw on a roof or whatever and it'd be done. So it would be a quick, fast way to, you know, to do what needed to be done and get it over with. Um, but then once I attached it to the house, and I imagine a house like mine, so, you know, about the height of it. It wasn't like a little ranch house. It was about, about like mine. So, um... When I attached it to the house, um, um, you know, it was going like the next day or whatever, and he was getting ready to do all the roofing, et cetera. Um, we came back, something had happened, and it was like a, a swarm of flies were outside, like big, I mean, like big old horse flies. But for whatever, they were able to get inside the house. So then when the owner started looking, there were a lot of defects in the house. There was a lot of cracks and crevices and, and stuff like that. So, you know, that that's how the flies got in. So the owner started looking. I started looking. I, I found a lot of defects. Like, okay, well, you know what? Well, what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and fix this stuff and, and put it back. So I kind of, like, detached it, laid it back down on the ground and, you know, sealed up with the cracks and things. And and then when I went to put it back together, it, it wouldn't go right. It fell apart. I'm like, man, I got to do this again. So I did it again this time. I, 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 to make a long story short, because it really was just like a short dream, um, I said, I got to do this again. So I laid it back down. This time I reinforced it. I got some, 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 because either it was either I have to take this totally apart to make it work, or I can just take my time and, and glue it and reinforce it. That's what I did. I glued it, screwed it, took wood 
And because uh, it, it came like you know how new stuff is now pressed wood and cheap materials. It looked good, it looked good and it looked finished, but it was really made out of flimsy inferior product. So I took uh-huh. good products, put it back together, put it back in place. And when I did that, then when I finished it, got connected it back, so actually it was stronger and better than it was originally. And I finished it up, and, and so nobody could even tell, you know, where the imperfections were. And that basically was the end of the dream. You know, and I was, okay, well, Lord, it's time to get up. And I just had another dream. Then the Lord started ministering to me for at least a half an hour, starting with that dream. And he started telling me, son, this is who I have made you into being. Because I, 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 sometimes you, well, y'all know, sometimes I complain about the things that go on in my life and the things that I go through. You know, but I, I'm beginning to, I'm at a point now I'm beginning to recognize and accept him more so I don't fight his heart and I see what God had been doing. So basically what he told me, he said, son, see, this is who I have made you into. You are now a builder. You're going to get a lot of things which look good on the outside, but literally are made of inferior product and material. But because of who I have formed you to be, you will be able to take this. And if you stay connected to me and stay peaceful, you will be able to restore it not only back to us of what it meant to be, but even better than it was when it came to you. And, and, and son, this is what I have been structuring and growing you to in, this, in, in your life. So now, whereas you, normally if you were panicked, where you used to get upset and panic and cuss and throw things, now you begin to seek me and, and walk in me, and I begin to instruct you how to restore and to put things back. And once you're done, it, people won't even know that it was a difference. But see, son, not I've only made you a builder in the natural, I've made you a builder in the spiritual. Because see, now you're going to be building for me, you're going to be building ministries, you're going to be doing this thing in my kingdom, both in the natural and the unnatural. So again, and he just began to minister to me about that, and I'm like, wow, you know. And then I began to remember how um, one of our many calls on the line, uh, he, how uh, it was called the restorer. And I'm like, that's exactly what's going on. I'm restoring that which was lost. I'm restoring not only with myself, you know, with others, but with myself. And just, just be able to take that which was damaged and put it back to how it was supposed to be. And so he just really, we went on that for a while. Then it kind of shifted a little bit. And for those of you all who know, uh, my daughter, I told you all a while back, because we even had a discussion on the prayer line about it, my daughter had this vision. And in the vision, you know, what happened was, I'm going to just touch on the story, felt led to pray one day, and me, my mom, my mother, my mother, father, my dad, my daughter, we all held hands and prayed. And then at the end of the prayer, I could tell by my daughter's face, she saw something that she didn't like. So later on, I sat there, I said, you saw something? She just you know, kind of walked away. And then later on, she came and told me, she said, Daddy, I, I saw saw Grandma and Grandpa, and we were standing at their grazing. We were laying right beside each other. I was like, oh, isn't that special? Thanks, God. <laughs> you know, and then like a day or two later, she came and told me, Daddy, I had another one, you know, that um, that um, something happened. I came home from school, something happened, and... I had to call an ambulance and stuff, and you know it wasn't it wasn't a good thing. So, so that, at that point, that's when I I put it up on a prayer line. And Miss Lovely Erica, I didn't even tell her what it was about. I just said, Erica, pray for me. I told her I had a dream. I want you to pray for about. Make a long story short, after she finished praying for me, I didn't feel any better. Matter of fact, I felt worse. So it was a conversation of the prayer line. But God began to minister to me about 
that vision in about who I am and about what what he's making me to. And basically, son, I, I, this is the never And see, my daughter, because she's been calling me cranky lately. See, it already has happened. My the first, the second part of the dream when we, when we took my father back to our doctor again, and had to call an ambulance. Okay, that day again, I know I'm not gonna say it was a spirit of death, but I know I pulled something off of my father that was getting ready to take him out of there. I I, I just know. I said, no, now is not the time. Now is not the time, and it was like immediately he stopped vomiting. But the Lord began to minister to me about that, son. Okay, you know what's happening. This we all death is inevitable. But he said, What are you gonna do? I'm like, What do you mean what am I gonna do? And he began to counsel me, What are your tools? See the weapons our warfare are not carnal. Say, hold up, Lord. You mean I can fight this? Not again, because see, what my issue is not that. It's not just so much. You know, I know my mom and dad are gonna get out of here. Honestly, I think about it every day. That's why my daughter's talking about. It. I'm cranky because I'm like, Lord, I'm going. I'm fighting this thing. But our situation in this household is so chaotic. It's it's just ridiculous. You, we talk about it. We touch on it on the line. And I'm fighting to get that. I'm fighting to get that together. But, okay, so now, what's one of the enemy's tactics? Well, son, I know if I can take one of them out of there, that's going to stop what God is trying to do, what God is doing. It's slowly beginning to get there. So he's trying to take them out to stop what God is doing. So God is telling me, son, what are you going to do? And right now our lives are so intricate. We are all interdependent upon each other to a certain degree. In all honesty, if one of us move out of the way that we are, it's gonna. This thing is gonna collapse. It's already no. It's already like that building that's falling down. That's this household. Looks good on the outside. You just ain't got no idea what the hell we going through on the inside. But I'm standing in the gap and fighting. So the Lord began to minister me, son. What are you gonna do? What do you? What? What? What's in your repertoire that you can fight with? So I'm like, okay, Lord, hold up, wait a minute now. You might have something there. Cause see, when I when I when the vision, I'm like, this is inevitable. I'm doing. I'm already doing what I need to do. I'm seeking God. I'm trying to do. I know I, I'm. I know I'm on a timetable. When Erica was talking about, you know, if I don't do it, everything's gonna fall apart. I know I'm on a timetable. I just don't know when. I just don't need. So, so what am I going to do? So, well, Lord, okay, what can I do? So then he started to minister to me about who I am in Christ and what's my gifting and, and how to walk and how to flow in that. Well, Lord, you know, you got a point. So what can I do? So he says, son, now you can pray with them every day. <laughs> because, see, now, some of the giftings and the things that's inside of you, you can begin to impart upon them. Okay, wait a minute, Lord, you know that. We can do that. So, I mean, I ain't got to give up. I don't care what's looking in front of me. I can stand on the Word of God and trust him to finish what he started in my life, to trust him to not to stop in the middle and say that it's over. And say, wait a minute, hold up, Jesus. You also anointed my daughter for the healing. She's got the, the, the gift of healing in her hands. So, so that's also another weapon that I can fight. Okay, wait a minute, Lord. Wait a minute, Lord. You just said, son, can you stand with me? Can you stand with me? Okay, okay, Jesus, we can do this. We can do this. Okay, Lord, we can do this. Okay, Father, I see. Because, see, I, I hadn't given up, but I'm like, Lord, what else can I do? I'm do I, to lay it all on the altar, I can't do nothing more than what I'm doing, Lord. I can't fight with nothing else. But God said, wait a minute, son. Now I'm going to show you. And so I began to thank you, Jesus. I see this now. So I said, well, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to have a conversation with my child. I'm going to have a conversation with my child. I said, okay, because she's grown enough in the spirit. She's flowing enough in the spirit. And then so I grabbed Morgan. She's getting ready. Actually, this is yesterday. I said, what was it yesterday? I don't know. I grabbed her. I want to talk to you. She thought she was in trouble. She wasn't. I want to talk to you about something. So I began to share with her about the dream, about what the Lord had put upon my heart and put in my life. And I began to share her what our role in it and what we can do to fight against it. And I said, and I, and I had went and got some reading material. Because, see, I understand. And, you know, I, I never really realized how much stuff I've read over the years and, and information, again, that I've been, I've, that's down inside of me. <laughs> so, oh, here's a book on this. Oh, let's do this. I said, here's a book, Morgan. See, I understand. See, Morgan, I want you to understand. God, see, my, see let me explain this to y'all, too, just where the situation is. I'm mentioned on the prayer line. I understand about stress. But this is what's going on. My mother's not at the best right now. Father ain't either. We pulled up in the hospital. My mother, like, okay, where we at? What we supposed to do? Mom, you coming to see your husband? Oh, do I have to get out? Yeah, ma. This is what's going on in my arena that I got to look at and say, hey, okay, these are effects, but where's my faith? This is, I'm just touching on some of the stuff. I, I see what's going on. I'm not being, oh, you know, forget that. I'm being real, Lord. This is what I'm dealing with. But I got to trust you to move. <laughs> I got to trust you to, <laughs> to make a way out of nowhere. I got to trust you to rise up and be that guy that I'm reading about in that book. About that guy, uh, the, the, David, that guy of Samson. <laughs> I got to walk in that arena and trust you to bring about a manifestation <laughs> in my life. I mean, it's great reading about David. It's great reading about Paul. But right now, God, I got a choice. So, yeah, I'm landing on the altar because I ain't got no choice. It's all there. I didn't put it there. He put it there. He said, now, do you want it to live? Do you want it to die? Lord, okay. So I talked to my child. I'm, we managed to see the tears face, because I, I, I tell us a baby, you know, in all honesty, I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't, again, this is God's, I'm sorry that at this age, at this age, you have to deal with these things. But it is what it is. If it was my choice, I wouldn't do this, but this is where we at. And she just looked at me with a tear on her face and said, Oh, well, Dad, don't worry about it, because it's something i got to deal with the rest of my life anyway, so might as well just do it. So I gave her a book on Charles Capsules, because I was talking about God's medicine, about how you can, it's just like you take your, your verbal, like your, uh, my medicine by the doctors. You know, Charles Capsules, you can take the Word of God. Take the Word of God. You know, prescribed medication. I said, but see, we're going to have to do it for them, because they're not at that level. <laughs> To give them their medication, because see, they're not going to understand. Because my father still walks around claiming his cancer. Oh, it's my cancer. Okay, Dad. See, again, you got to understand us walking the wisdom, but God. Like Erica said, but God. But God. Well, when I was there, when I was claiming walking in foolishness and unbelief and saying things out of my mouth that I shouldn't be saying. And I ain't saying I'm 100% not. But I just got a better understanding of it. I said, baby, so we got to stand on their behalf. And so I gave her the book by Charles Cap because I knew it would break down and give her some understanding. She could begin to flow in. I said, so now this is your job. This is what you got to do every day for them, just as well as I got to do it for them too. Because we all fight this. We all fight this. 
And so then also, it was another book. And I had started reading. I said, you know, I'm going to get this to her. And I started reading. I said, I'm going to read this before I give it to her. And it's called Laying on of Hands by Kenneth E. Hagan. And when I got to the first page, I couldn't get any further. I said, you know what? This is not just for me. This is for the prayer line. So that's what I'm about to get into right now. Laying on of Hands by Kenneth E. Hagan. And it's going to start with Chapter 1, The Doctrine of Christ. Twenty-five years ago, God spoke to me about a ministry of laying on of hands. A Pentecostal minister said to me, but you know, he continued, I backed off from it. Even though God used me in it, some of the brethren didn't understand it, and I didn't want to make a doctrine out of it. You didn't have to, I said. Jesus made a doctrine out of it. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2 <clears throat> First, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And it says here, laying on of hands is one of the six fundamental principles of the doctrine of the Lord. Jesus Christ listed in Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Number one, repentance. What would you say if I were to say, I do not believe in the doctrine of repentance? You would be ready to withdraw from fellowship from me. Number two, faith toward God. The Bible says, by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. What if I were to say, I don't believe much in faith? You would say, we can't be saved without it. Something's wrong with him. We better watch that fellow. The doctrine of baptism. Notice this is in the plural. There are three baptisms spoken of in the New Testament. First is the new birth. When one is born again, he or she is baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. Second, there is water baptism, which is an outward sign of an inward grace. Third, there is the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues. If I were to say, I don't believe much in the new birth, water baptism, or the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You'd be ready to quit me right now, and I wouldn't blame you. Laying on of hands, we will examine this doctrine later. Resurrection of the dead. Notice it does not say the resurrection. It says, and of resurrection of the dead. Had it said the resurrection, there would just be one doctrine and one resurrection. But there is more than one resurrection. So it says the resurrection of the dead. This includes the first resurrection, the second resurrection, and all other resurrections. It includes the fact that the dead in Christ should be raised first. Then we who are alive in him remain at the coming of the Christ are caught up too. This is the rapture of the saints. You would be certain something was wrong with me if I were to say, I don't think the dead will ever be resurrected. Eternal judgment. 
Again, it is not the doctrine of eternal judgment. It is simply doctrine of eternal judgment. This is because there is more than what judgment, and all are involved in this doctrine. How would you feel toward me if I were to say, I don't go along with this judgment business? I don't think there's going to be any judgment. You would say there's something wrong with that fellow. He's not solid. He doesn't believe the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. No matter what else we believe, we must believe the fundamentals. I can fellowship with anybody who believes the fundamentals. The doctrine of laying on of hands. The Bible has a great deal to say about the doctrine of laying on of hands. Therefore, it's surprising to me that some Christians see no significance at all in the scriptural ordinance and doctrine. Some regard it with something like astonishment. Others regard it with fear. But the laying on of hands is one of the half dozen fundamental principles of the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have even heard full gospel ministers say, I don't go much along with that. To deny one of the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ is a serious matter. Actually, laying on of hands is a theme that runs through the entire Bible. Here are three examples from the Old Testament. Exodus 29, 10, 15, and 19. And thou shalt cause a bullock to be brought before the tabernacle of the congregation, and Aaron and his sons should put their hands upon the head of the bullock. Thou shalt also take one ram, and Aaron and his sons should put their hands upon the head of the ram. And thou shalt take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons should put their hands upon the head of the ram. We read here that the imperfections of the worshipers were transferred by faith to the sacrifice, and the sacrifice was a type of Christ. The perfections of the sacrifice were received by faith by the man who laid hands on the sacrifice. It was God's power that effected the two-way transmission. The Bible tells us that Joshua had the same spirit of wisdom that Moses had. Because Moses had laid hands upon him. This infers that whatever Moses had was transferred to Joshua by the laying on of hands. Deuteronomy 34 and 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and he did as the Lord commanded Moses. So today... Through the ordinance of laying on of hands, God's power is transmitted by faith through the minister to the seeker. As far as I know, all churches practice the laying on of hands to some extent. The most common practice is laying hands on who, who are being ordained and separated unto the ministry. Something mighty occurs when men of faith lay hands in the name of the Lord upon those who in faith receive the impartation. This is there is scriptural precedent for it. Acts thirteen, two and three. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. The doctrine of laying on of hands does not end with the ordination of ministers, however, as so many denominations believe. That is only one facet of laying on of hands. 
churches do go further and believe in the laying hands on those being installed in church church offices. Again, there's scriptural precedence for this. In Acts 6, seven men were selected to wait on tables, thus freeing the apostles to give themselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. The apostles laid their hands on the seven who are called deacons or helpers in the Greek. Laying on of hands is not limited to ordinations. However, in nearly every instance in the Acts of Apostles where people were filled with the Holy Spirit, they received by the laying on of hands. Exceptions were the two spontaneous outpourings of the Spirit in Acts 2 and 10. For example, in Acts 8, 17, Peter and John laid their hands on Philip Samaritan converts, and they received the Holy Spirit. In Acts 19 and 6, Paul laid hands on the disciples at Ephesus, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Of course, people can be filled with the Spirit in other ways, but the laying on our hands is one scriptural method. So right now, I'm going to pray in the Spirit. And what, of course, and what I want you all to do, if you're seeking, is I want you to lay your hands on yourself. See, right now, because we, we, we done done so much through this online, if you don't understand it, I understand you ain't with me. But look, I got knocked on my chair, out of a chair onto my couch by Pastor Mark Minister me over the phone. <laughs> I can hands on you right now in the name of Jesus through this phone, if you're seeking it. If you see, now, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just open myself up in the name of Jesus, and I'm going, I, I'm going to just begin to pray. And, and it's God, and I want you to open up yourself to, in the name of Jesus to whatever. You don't have to tell me. I want you to talk to God, even if you got to put the phone on mute right now, so that you, because you might get a little bit excited, you might, you might feel a little bit of anointing, or you might just be quiet and you might not even lay your hand. Whatever you feel like you want to do or don't want to do. Again, I said for those who are seeking, for those who say I need some help, I need some strength, I need to go to the next level. Hundred question for those who say God, I, I, I'm up against the wall, uh-huh. I'm up against impossible, Lord. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm looking at I I'm looking at this. I see no way out. I see no way out. Oh Jesus. <clears throat> Y'all ready? Mm-mm-mm. Yes, 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 Lord. Father God, we just come before you right now, seeking you, Lord. Father God, I'm asking you to touch, to anoint, to move however you see fit to whatever they avail themselves or they seek from you, Lord. I'm asking you to do in the name of Jesus, I want you to impart, lay your hands on your head. Or if you got some aches or some pains or whatever God is telling you to do, I want you to just lay your hands in that area. Lord God, I want you to move in their lives right now, Lord. I want you to touch them right now, Father. I want you to go impart unto them that which you know they need, Lord. I want you to be God right now. How to push it but strengthening, healing, how to do it, directing, imparting, how to go Oh, Jesus, we praise you. We glorify you, Lord. How to dash you to go down to God for the breakthrough, for the turnaround, for the victory, for the victory, for the victory. Woo! In you, for it is done. 
It is done. It is done. And we give you the praise and the glory, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. Feeling Miss Pearl. <laughs> Receiving it. Amen. Ella the song for
Yeah, right now you need some more music. <laughs> <laughs> Make you wonder where would you be? Mm. Oh, come on now. Mm. Mm. Ooh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Mm. You know where you will be. <laughs> you'll be you'll be going through. <laughs> going out. <laughs> uh, uh, trying to take yourself out of that. Look at my little bit nephew. You lift him up and he was just born yesterday. He was just born yesterday. He's just a handsomeness of you. Lift him up before the Lord. What's his name? Edric DeAndre. I just sent some pictures to you. You said Edric who? Edric Dion Jennings Jr. All right, Edward Jr. Edward Jr., yes. Yes, yes, fine little fella. Boy, yesterday. All right, Father, I want to lift up Edward Jr. Her boy should have gone down, should have gone send it to go Sandra, should have gone to Sandra. Father God, we thank you for this child. Thank you, Father, as you brought another life in here, Lord. I'm asking him, should go to love on him, should go heal him, should go and give him the strength and the ability to press on, should go to as the anointing of God is saturating his spirit, as the word of God is permeating his life, keep him safe and preserve him, Jesus, and we give you the glory, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the increase. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Mister Samuel. Yes. I have had one hard week. Okay. I have had rage, anger, cursing come out of my mouth. That was not Louis' fault. Righty then. I've been touchy, irritable, and not myself. My birthday was a bad day. Whole week, last week, up until last night. I got so upset that I went to the hospital and my blood pressure was 183 over 121. Oh my God. And the rage was so heavy on me, just rage and crying. And, and, and they, they gave me a pill, and I went home and went to sleep. And I got up this morning, and I was shaking. Now, there's some attack in here. There's a big attack on me. And I need, I need you guys today. I really do. Big time. I need some help, man. Because I ain't going to no darn doctor to get medicated to fix this problem. Because this is a spiritual problem. This is a soul problem. This is not. This is not something to mess with. This is me. My life. This is all about God and my relationship with Him. This is. This is where the road meets the rubber. I am as honest as I can be. Too sensitive, too touchy. Raw. That's a good word, Louis. Raw. It's raw. And and God gave me a word called squatters. Squatters. You know what a squatter is? It's someone who tries to take over the land. 
So that was the word God gave me, squatters. Oh, please, guys, pray for me. Please. Please. Because I really think the enemy's trying to take me out. I think he's really pissed off at me right now. We rebuke him and say, rebuke him. The enemy can't take you out. The enemy don't have no power over God's children. You got to remember that. So you cannot speak that again. Yes, sir. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we come, Lord God, before you, Lord God. This empty as an empty vessel before a full fountain. Father God, you have given us the power to lay hands, Lord God, and the sick can be delivered. So, Father God, we right now, Lord God, I believe in my heart that we can lay hands on ourselves and pay for ourselves, Lord God, and we can speak. Speak healing into our spirit. We can speak peace into our spirit. We can speak deliverance salvation. We can speak the blood of Jesus. We can speak the covering of Jesus into our bodies. Father God, you are the bomb in Gilead. You will want to heal the sick soul. So, Father God, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus, God, God, to go up into Minnesota and just to touch Sherry and Louis, go into their household, cast out all evil spirits that is trying to take over them, Lord God. Send it back to the pit of where they are originated. Father God, we speak to that blood pressure in the name of Jesus, that her blood pressure will be regulated. We speak to her heart and her mind to know that she has deliverance, Lord God. We speak to her body, Lord, to know that every cell, every organ, every muscle, tissue, and bone, every nerve would have to obey your will. We just ask for peace that surpasses all understanding on the floor right now, Lord God. We stand in the gap, we pray for her, Father God, but Lord God, she needs to pray for herself, Lord God, and know that her prayers have already been answered. She's already been delivered. Father God, she says Father. she's not going to take the man's medicine. So, Father God, she comes before the great physician, the great I am. Right. Seeking healing, seeking hmm. deliverance, seeking salvation, right. seeking peace, seeking <laughs> your peace, Lord God, your restoration. Hmm. Oh, right now, oh God, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we stand in the gap for our brother hmm. and our sister, Sherry and, 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 and Louis, right now, Lord God. Let them receive your Holy Ghost Spirit, your anointing that only you can give, Lord God. We count it as done. We rejoice in knowing that it's done. We, our faith, look up to you and trust that it's done. Our prayers would not enter back into our own hearts, but it would enter into the heavens, Lord God, where you reside, and you're going to grant the peace that surpasses all understanding. You're going to grant the healing that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Right now, oh God, give peace right now to her. Drive those weakened eyes. Drive that weary spirit. Drive the doubt and the fears up from her, Lord God, because she cannot doubt or fear, trust and praise and worship you with not a truth of spirit, Lord God, and still learn about the situation. So we give it over to her right now, Lord God. We give yeah. it over to you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Man. Amen. Yes, Lord God. Amen. Uh-huh. Mm, amen. Was that brother off the press? Yes, it is. Hey, you lay the prayer there, brother. <laughs> oh, thank you. And the same as Sister Sherry. I receive yes. it. You can't yes. take it. You got to receive it. He gave it. He gave you the right word. Yes. Yes. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Right here. Okay. With you. And don't take it and lay it down and then try to pick it back up again. He gave you
That was awesome, Brother Arthur. Awesome, yes, thank you, Lord. Arthur, Lord God is using thank you, Brother you, Arthur. Yes, Lord. I ain't been over a long time. Brother Sam, that was an awesome word you gave this morning, too. Yes, 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 yes. Because God is using you and also using Morgan. Lord have mercy. Mm-mm. That was awesome. Oh, that was just awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just mm-hmm. awesome this morning. Awesome. And Brother Thank Arthur, you. again, Thank you, you prayed that prayer. You you said what needed to be said. Thank you, Jesus. Lord have mercy. Thank you. God used you this morning, Brother Arthur. Hey, Lord have mercy. Yes, yes. Yes. That's God. Lord, Lord. That's God. Thank That's Lord. God. Thank you, God. That's God. That's God. Use right on time and receive it, Sister Sherry. Yes. I receive it, Miss Regina. All right, we re- you receive it. Devil tried to mess with all of us, you know, <laughs> but uh, he gave it. He gave that word this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Lord have mercy. The help of dear Jesus. Didn't Brother Arthur kick some enemy butt today? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Lord. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Mm. Thank you, God. Yes, yes, yes. Can't That's be. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> Spirit. It's not me. It's just Holy Spirit, Lord. That's right. We go for the Holy Spirit. Yes. But you were so obedient and let him use you. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Oh, God. <sighs> That just shows growth on the prayer line and growth in our people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Praise you, Father. But you know something? The faith with that, that she exercised when she says, I'm not going to the doctor to take their medicine. All right, now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So she knew she what they knew where to go to receive her healing. They have someone come into my home. You know, they what they want to do is tell them to tell tell me to tell people I'm lonely and I'm sad. You're I'm not, you're sad. I'm not yes. going to confess that on myself. No. I said that's no. just the enemy no. and I don't have nothing to do with it. And we, I says we're going to walk in this and we're leaving the hospital. We prefer we to hook up with the Holy Spirit Amen. and have somebody like Brother Arthur, Brother Sam, Mama Regina, kick some enemy butt. All right, now. Let's go one step further, Louis. You and I can do the same because he's yes. not a respecter of persons. That's what correct. they can do, we can That's do. Correct. And if we walk Amen. in obedience and pay attention to what what God has given us, Amen. keep our eyes focused on God and off the situations mm. and off the attitude and off the whatever, and keep focused on God. The whole thing is, Sherry, we all stick together. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna climb this mountain. Amen. Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Yes. Mm. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Is that Pearl? Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you. Miss Regina, I love you. I do, I do, I do. Love you, too. Love you, too. But, Louis, yes, yes. Y'all be careful up y'all be careful up there in Minnesota. Definitely. I'm getting it now. Boy, am I getting it now. Sam, is there also a possibility that some people shouldn't lay hands on other people? The Bible says lay hands suddenly on no one. That's what I thought. But you have to be careful. I'm very careful about who lay hands on me. Yeah. But I, I told him in my church, you come over lay hands on me, I'm going to knock you down. I meant it. <laughs> see, see, this is what happened. This is what happened Saturday. Saturday. Saturday at the convention. I was saying in the spirit, and two women, I told Louie, don't ever let anybody lay their hands on me again. Two women came up and laid hands on me. Why didn't you put your hands up? Why didn't you put your hands up? Why didn't you let them? I was down. I was saying in the spirit. On the floor. And they came over and laid hands on you. I should have put my hands up. I would have still put my in the spirit. God would have put your hands up. I would have put my hand up, and that would let you know, don't touch me. In fact, they shouldn't even touch you. People should learn that when people are slain in the spirit, you know, God is talking to them. And folks go down there and start rattling off and speaking in tongues. That's all wrong. Yeah. That's that's not ethical. No. Because so, you're slain in the spirit. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. Thank you. And folks will straddle you and start rattling off and speaking stuff. Let God speak to them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I never do that. And then if, if I'm ministering that night and somebody's slain in the spirit, you better not go over and touch them. Thank you. You better not go over and touch them. I just I put my hands up to no. No, no, because everybody that they hands on you ain't saved. Thank you. And you don't want them demons getting off of them on you. Thank All right? you. Yeah, so that's why the Bible says lay hands suddenly on no one. Right. And you can tell, uh, I think Brother Sam always said you can trust the spirit by the spirit, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very careful about who they hands on me, and I'm very careful who I lay hands on. If God said don't touch him, I don't touch him. Right. Yeah, you got to listen to the Holy Spirit and obey the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But I'm very careful about it. If I was you laying there, I felt that bad spirit coming out and put my hand up. In other words, oh. don't touch me. Yeah, don't don't touch me. Yeah. Right. I, and we were taught that in, in this last church I was in. Oh, very careful, very careful. Yeah, very careful, very careful. There was a kid that kept following me everywhere I went, and I knew he wasn't of God. Because he said, he kept telling me, when I asked for the Holy Spirit, my nose started bleeding. I said, yeah. And so I went to the Word and sat with him, but I didn't touch him. I I read um, Luke 11 about if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you freely, you know, you know, if being evil, God knows how to give good gifts to those um, who are evil. You know, if a parent being evil knows how to give good gifts to their children, how much more the Holy Spirit, you know, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you. And I read that to him. And and I says, uh, if you want to pray for the Holy Spirit, you, you know, pray for the Holy Spirit to come in and, and uh, touch your touch your life, you know. And so he did. 
I said, but I'm not laying hands on you. I said, I'm not stirring up spirits in you. And then uh, he just said, okay, and then he walked away. Because I'm not laying, like you said, I had enough discernment to know I'm not touching anybody. Because the kid, the kid wasn't ready to receive the Holy Spirit. He just went through the motions of it. So I just, uh, I did what I was supposed to, and then I left. Because it was not, it was not for him to keep following me. And I knew it was a demon in him that was following me around the place. And then, and there were demons that uh, were in the place. I could just sense it when we were in there. Why well, you rebuke it right then? You knew there was enemies following you. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. You uh, cease and flee from me in the name of Jesus. That's all you had to say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Just, just a ton of you know, like in the churches when you're ministering to people, yeah, and and you know somebody has a demon or and you trying to and you delivering them. That's why we got to the trauma center deliverance ministry, okay? Right. And and so, but in the regular churches, as you leave and you minister to somebody, when I go out the door, I said, "Demons, you're not following me. Spirit, you're not following me." In wow. the name of Jesus, I go get in my car and I go off. I don't take those spirits out with me. Okay. No. When I go home, even if I wear my robes or anything, they go to the cleaners the next day. Okay. Yeah. I go, the girl said, oh, you get these pretty robes in the ass, because I don't want those spirits on them. Yeah. Right. And you know spirits are in that church. You can tell it. Yeah. You know, you can you can just tell it. And I just, when I walk out that door, when I leave that church, I just say, right then, spirit, you're not following me. In the name of Jesus. And I go get in my car and I come on home. Right. Because it's not to follow you. No. But as you grow in your ministry, you know all those things. You, you'll be taught all those things in your Bible studies and in your classes. You know, your pastor should have classes for the ministers and teach them what should do. And things, you know, about uh, altar calls. We had a, a class on altar calls. What do you do at the altar? You know, what you do and what you don't do. Miss Regina, can you send me some of that information in the mail? Because we don't have anybody around here teaching us this stuff. I'll have to dig it out. I got some of this stuff that's in boxes, okay? Okay. And when, I'll have to go through the boxes and find it, all right? But there, there are some things that you're taught, and if you sit down a pastor, he should teach you all of that, you know, uh-huh. altar calls. And the men, men that catch women, you know, they have yeah. to know where to put their hands on them. Some of them reach around, they just come up there, want to catch women so they can grab them by the breast. Ooh. And don't, my pastor don't allow that, you know. Who is <laughs> Yeah, okay, the only one that everybody, everybody in the church ain't saved. No. Everybody working them altars ain't saved. That's why pastor has to know who to let work those altars. Right. Yeah, we had them grab the women by the breath. The women was complaining. The pastor said, no, 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 you don't work the altars anymore. Right. Right. Yeah, you find folks got sexual perversion. It's just as prevalent in the church as it is in the nightclub or outside the club. That's for sure. When you hear pastors on, on the TV talking about sexual perversion, it's not in the churches. 
It ain't left. No. It ain't left. No. Just like just like the music that comes in the churches. It leaves the nightclub, comes to the churches. <laughs> you heard all that good all that good music, you know, shout music. That's not the music left the nightclub coming to the churches. Right. But that might have made you talk. Go ahead out. It's your it's your day. <laughs> oh, you're doing good, Regina. Good. Yeah, I'm good. Good. She's darn good. But once I find the books on altar call and things of that sort so to share, but I got about ten or more boxes of books I have not been unable to unload because I have nowhere to put them, you know. Yeah. My four bookcases are just full, just packed, and I still, because I had 14 boxes of books. <laughs> I had wow. books on everything, and so once I go through and I'll look through it, see if I can find it. On altar call, but yeah, we had altar call lessons and everything. Pastor taught, yeah, everything was taught. You got to be taught, yeah, yeah, and that's why it's so, uh, so important that you be taught. You be taught, and you got to learn the Holy Spirit too. That if that's the Holy Spirit talking to you, or who's talking to you? <laughs> Yeah, got to know the voice of God. Yeah, knowing the voice of God. I'm through by the Sam. All right, I guess I'll take prayer. Anybody want prayer? Hey there, good morning. Kanisha wants prayer. She's on the call. Oh, okay. Kamisha, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mrs. Sam. I'm good. Pray for me. Wife. Okay, I'm getting enough prayer. Pray for me and pray for our family here. Okay. Lift up Gary's wife, Odie. She can last night. Who you say, Arthur? That was Nate. I said, look, Jerry's wife. Oh, they had to rush his hospital last night. Oh, they had to rush who to the hospital? Holy Jerry's wife. Whose wife? Jerry. Yeah, oh, uh, Dietrich? Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Oh, okay. 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 All right. All right. So I got Jerry's wife. I got Kanisha. All right. I'll just start praying to see how God wants to direct it. Hold on. Bush, you to go say that Father God, I want to lift up Jerry, his wife, and his family, Lord. Hmm. 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 Okay. She bossed it up and dressed it. Hmm. Okay. Boro she did it. Kasa. 
do shit that's going to broke up. She doesn't understand a lot of things. And she's confessing and saying a lot of wrong things. And it's really out of ignorance. Not, not purposely. And it's allowing the enemy to do things which, you know, we're going to stand and pray for, but again, because babes, you know, not knowing, especially Jerry, I don't know where she's at, but we're going to pray and stand the gap on behalf of them. Father God, I come on behalf of Jerry and his family, Lord. I come on behalf of a whole, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. 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 Okay, Father. How do you want to do this? Is that not only we intercede on behalf of her and the family on him, but you a hedge of protection and the proper ministers to be able to come and impart unto them that which is needed so that they can begin to close the gates that is allowing the enemy entrance. I'm pleading your your precious Holy Ghost anointed blood over their lives, over their situations and circumstances, while you send ministers, Lord. Mm-hmm. While you send ministers, Father, into that harvest, as you as you as your hand is upon their lives, because Father, we all know it's nothing but a demonic scheme. Enemy is he, 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 mm. You got okay. You got agents. Trying to thwart your purpose. Now, Lord, if you let the enemy take them out, just talk about my father or my mother or my family situation and circumstance. It's the same going on with with Nate and his family and and the business that you have called them to, Lord. See, 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 the enemy's trying to systematically, if I can just pull one piece of this puzzle apart, because, see, you're talking about the inner core, just like I was talking about my family unit, that all the, the, the inner core of his board, Lord. And that's going to thwart your purpose. So, Father God, I'm coming reminding you about what you're doing (laughs) and what you have a desire to do and how this man has willingly said yes, Lord, and then how you put people around him and say yes, Lord. So, Father God, I'm coming before you seeking your, your wisdom and your grace and a chance for your children to grow up. A chance for your children to grab hold of that which is needed and desired. For some things we do out of out of ignorance and just not knowing. So I'm praying right now, Father, as you place a hedge of protection, not not just around them, but far enough that the enemy the enemy can't even get close, Lord. And, and Father God, I'm even asking that Lord that you that you tag the enemy that any time they get close to any member of that 
of the inner core of, of, of Nate and his business that, that the enemy must sound an alarm so he can't come in unnoticed. Any time that he's trying to do a sneak attack, any, any enemy agent, he has the tag where he has to sound an alarm. Oh! He can't come in those. I'm not asking that just for Nate. I'm asking that for everybody on the prayer line. I'm asking that for everybody in my family. I'm asking that for everybody that chose to come on or had a desire to come on to seek your word, your will, and your way, Father. As you're growing all of us up, I'm going to speak life into Kenesha right now in her situations and her circumstances, Lord. I'm going to ask her to give her the patience that is needed so you can minister to her, Lord. I'm going to ask you to give her the patience that is needed so she can stand where you desire her to stand. I'm going to ask you to give her the patience and the strength as you gird her up to walk in accordance to become the full woman of God you called her to be, not to walk in the partiality or the lack. And help her to get over her own self. Help her to begin to see her as you see her as a finished product, Lord. Regardless of where she may be at at this point in time in her journey and her walk, but recognizing that it's not yet over and that she's got a great and mighty work to do in you, Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father, as you continue to stir those giftings and anointings up in her life, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you just continue to bless her abundantly, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. Anybody else on this line that is seeking a touch from you right now, Lord, that you touch them. Arthur, Mama Regina, Nate, Sherry, Louie, Erica. Ooh, shit, go around there, shit, Gloria. How should it go there to go around there to my family? How should it go? Ha ha, those who that tuned in, Lord, that I might not even know their name, or I might be forgetting right now. Ha, sure, go there to go. I want you just right now, Father, just to move. I want them to have an experience with you, Lord. I want you. I want them to have an experience with you right now, Father. I want. You, I want you to come and commune with them right now. I want you to pull the table and say, "Have a seat. We gonna talk." I want you to just move. Okay, this is what you've been desiring. I'm gonna give it to you now. This is what you've been trying to see. I'm gonna give it to you now. This is why I've been keeping you from walking in that path. Yes, I showed it to you. Yes, I said that sure, but I have not yet released you to go in that direction. Oh, Jesus. Oh Jesus! As you're preparing, how to cut you as you're imparting, how to guide you strengthening as you're girding us up, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Be God to us right now, Father. And that man of God, Arthur, was beginning to rise up in that next level. Oh Jesus! Oh God! As that man of God, Arthur, is beginning to step out boldly and speaking to do as you call him to do. As that man of God, Arthur, is beginning to say, I'm pulling off that old stuff. I want my new stuff. I want my new stuff. I don't desire the old anymore. I'm taking off those filthy rags, that old garment. Give me the new stuff. I want you to touch them right now, Father. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. And let them walk in the fullness of who you called them to be. Ooh, Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, I say amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, amen. Ooh. Well...
Anybody else got anything? Hunt <laughs> <laughs> wants prayer too. Who? Hunt. <clears throat> Where's she at? Put her on the line. She on the phone. Ah, uh, she's hey, trying to Hey, Punch, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing all right, dear. <clears throat> She'll not complain. That's good. Uh, mama's helper. You ready to help your mama? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a Jesus and Peter move right now. Uh, are you really ready to help your mama? She don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> don't do that to the girl. To the girl. <laughs> Why? Ah. <clears throat> well, when Peter, after the resurrection, when Jesus had been dead and was rose again, and he began to show himself to the disciples on occasion before he met with all of them in the room and had his ascension, on one occasion, Peter went back to that which he knew. He was a fisherman. He had been walking around with Jesus in ministry for over three and a half years. He had laid down everything he knew, everything that he was. He, it's like his whole business. He walked away from it and followed this man for over three and a half years. And suddenly this man was taken from him. Suddenly he not only taken from him, he had denied him three times. After Jesus said, gird yourself up because you're going to deny me. Oh, no, Lord, I never deny you. Oh, no, Lord, I won't. I'm going to stand again. Cut the soldier's ear off when they came to take Jesus. So this man was in a state of shock and a state of, state of loss and a state of distraught. So he went back to that which he knew. He got back in his boat and started fishing. Because that's what he knew. That's who he was. But as he was fishing, he saw somebody on the shore. And he said, wait a minute. That's my God. That's Jesus. Wait a minute. I know. Because remember, Peter was the one who said, Jesus said, who am I? And Jesus, Peter was the one who had the revelation, thou art the son of God. And Jesus said, only the Holy Spirit could reveal that. So he knew who he was. He knew who he was so much. He didn't even try to row. He jumped out the boat and swam to the shore. Because he wanted to be back with his Because he had been in a state of loss, a state of distraughtness, a state of shock. But he saw his companion and his friend, and he ran to him. And Jesus, being Jesus, they had a little conversation. They talked, yuck, yuck, chuckle, chuckle, yeah. And he said, Jesus, uh, Peter, <laughs> do you love me? Of course I do. Well, feed my sheep. Oh, of course I will. Hey, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Well, feed my sheep. Ooh. Okay, I will, Lord. Uh, 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 Peter, yes. Oh, Do you love me? Lord, of course I love you. Feed my sheep. So every time Ooh. he asked him that, there was another level with another expectation, with another revelation. So now that I done explained this to you, now don't put the phone down and run away now. I said, Mama's helper, are you ready and willing to help your mama? Yeah. 
Mama's baby, Mama's helper, are you ready and willing to help your mama? Yes. <laughs> Bullshit it up. Mama's helper. <laughs> are you ready? That means are you positioned to where God has ordained you to be? And are you willing? That means you're going to lay yourself down to do what God has called you to do to help and assist that woman that's before you. Called your mama. Are you? I am. Father God, I asked her three times. She said yes three times. Well, Father, we were talking about laying on her hands and instructing about the word. And you see, Erica's got a calling on her life. She's already been, you already told her she's going to be the manager. Already said that her family's going to help her. So now, Father, you said, well, you know what? This is Mama's helper. This is Mama's body. <laughs> this is going to be, what, what was the armor bearer? <laughs> she's going to be Mama's armor bearer. <laughs> Fighting off the attacks of the enemy, standing on the wall, shouting shouts when I see the enemy coming. Father God, I want you to know it. Punch right now. Punch, put your hands on your head. And Father God, imparting to her all that is needed so she can rise up to do the great and mighty work you called her to do, Father. Mm. That she is laying herself down in the side, not just because she's recognizing that her mama's going to need her, but more important, she's recognizing the calling on her mother's life and the position of obedience of where you have positioned punch to be. And she is yielding to you and to her mama so that what you would desire that family unit to do can and will be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And Kanisha, don't Amen. run. So does you. Yeah, don't you pray for me already, bro, Sam? No, nah, I got you two again, Kanisha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, then. Well, anybody else? Cheryl, don't run, because you're going to close us out in prayer, just to let you know. Hey, I'm going to pray. I will lift her up again, my dear. She's been placed on the list, though, but I'll lift her up again. Father God, I want to lift up I thank you for her touching, her healing, anointing, imparting, strengthening, and revealing to her who you are as you draw her closer to you, Jesus. Let a shift and be done in her life so she can be moved in accordance with what you desire to do. And we give you the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes. Can you pray for me? I'll think about it. Think hard. <laughs> uh, not quite. It's too much strength. You all right? It's still early in the day. 
Oh, 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 wow. Good shot, good shot. Thank you, Nick Farley. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, then, I guess I'm going to pray for Erica. Bora shede ya rombo se sheke yumbo kuranda. We were talking about it earlier, about how the Lord is holding you back from doing what you desire and also what you know needs to be done. Continue to listen to the Holy Spirit as he's directing your paths. For there's a a huge shifting that is taking place. And because of you keeping connected, being quiet when you need to be quiet, speaking when you need to speak, once this shift occurs, not only are you covered and protected, but you are exactly what God needs to be. And so whatever it is that he desires you to do and you have a desire to do, now notice I made a difference in the two. Because, you know, Lord, I think I can do this. I think I want to do this. You'll be able to walk right into position. Any other way that it would occur, you would, there, if it would be a huge fighting struggle. But because of the way that God has lined everything up, when it's time, you're gonna just easily step right into it, and just go to that. It's like, like you, just perfect example. You got to get to the 31st floor where you can take the stairs, but by the time you get there, here's the elevator. I might as well just step into the elevator, and let it take me where it needs to be. That's what I'm talking about. When it all boils down, you step right into your blessing. You step right into what you're supposed to be doing, and everybody else is gonna be struggling because again, it's coming on down on around them. So just continue to hold your course, hold your peace, and let God direct your steps, and you'll be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Let me pray for Ms. Renee. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Father, as you continue to teach her how to walk, teach her how to talk, teach her how to seek your word, your will, and your way for her life as she's beginning to move, as she's beginning to flow, as she's beginning to allow you to have a bigger course in her life, Lord. Open up her spirit. As she avails herself to you, and she will rise up to be used by you in a mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I take precious. I'm still resting. <laughs> All right, brother. Arthur, I pray for you while you rest. And I'm still waiting. <laughs> Who was that that said I'm still waiting? Sam. Oh, okay. I thought that voice sounded familiar. Okay, I, I guess I'll pray so. All right, um, Brother Arthur Richardson. Bro, should have got said I'm broke. I should have got said I should have got rounded. Uh oh. You're going to get attacked because you're choosing to step out. 
the enemy is scared as you're beginning to see who you are in Christ and to see God at another level that you have never seen him before. The enemy is scared because even those things that are holding on to you that you're tired of or that want to let go, it's it's like it's like a like a, a, a how can I say somebody in in a, a relationship one of parties ready to go the other party's holding on. It's okay. like you know what I'm tired. There's nothing else for me here, and you've got to go. But that other person is trying to hold on and clinging, and they know that they're losing you, so they're doing everything that they can to hold on to you. That's what the enemy is doing right now. Those things that you're letting go, that you've outgrown. Those things you say I'm done. And I'm walking forward. So the enemy is attacking you. He's trying to hold on. He's trying to do everything to keep you from going and moving and trusting God and walking out and becoming the man of God that he's called you to become. So I just want to say, hold on, brother. Encourage yourself in the Lord and walk in according to the fullness of God that he's calling you to be. And you will see a mighty, mighty miracles happen in your life and in the lives of others. You stand in the gap. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, got Miss Gloria. Who else I got? Pam. Gloria, Rambrashir Koshir and Rakanda Koshir and Randa Koshir and Randa Koshir and Randa Koshir and Randa Koshir and You have literally been on fire lately. I'm talking about your spirit, man. There might have been some other things going on as well. But God is using that to grow you, to keep you. And he's not about to put the fire out. So you might desire for it to be out. That is not what he's doing at this point in time in the journey. So now that means you just got to accept the fire and seek for the grace. Seek for the grace to walk through so you can be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So once you come through that fire, you won't even have the smell of it on you. Seek the grace to walk through. Mm, mm, mm. And this is just confirmation because you've already known it, and that's what you're doing. So you're doing what you need to do. It's not nothing new. You're doing it. I'm just confirming that's what you got to do. That's what you need to do. So walk and do all God's called you to do, and you'll be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now I'm still waiting. Hmm. <laughs> She's finding that out. Mm, yeah, the God said that. They say inch by inch, anything's a sense. You're finding out that those little steps that you are taking, if you keep taking them, they're making a difference. Those little things that you're doing, if you keep doing them, they're making a difference. So don't stop. Trust God. You focus on keep moving. You focus on keep pressing. You focus on not becoming stagnant, not stopping, 
not becoming lethargic. You focus on step after step after step after step. Don't look at where you're at. Don't look at where you want to go. You focus on step after step after step, whether it be baby steps or toddler steps or, or, or bigger steps. Right now, focus on the step. Focus on the step. Focus on the step. And the steps are going to carry you to where you need to go as the Lord is working and moving in your life. Trust that he knows what needs to be done as well as what you're desiring. Notice I separated the two. Trust he knows what needs to be done as well as what you're desiring as he is moving and merging those things so that they will line up to be one. The anointing is upon you to do great and mighty things, but you must continue to press and allow him to carry you there. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Oh, Cheryl, I forgot about you. You still hiding? It's okay. I'm okay, because you're going to be last, Cheryl. So I no. give you, you're going to be last, and then you're going to close us out in prayer. So I'll make sure I pray for everybody else first before I get to Cheryl. Ask a prayer request, right? Yeah, I'm at anybody else who want a prayer request. Besides, Cheryl, you don't count. You get in a prayer and you're closing us out. <clears throat> hey, Cheryl, my friend, I miss you. I love you, but I'm going to let you and Sam finish battling it out. Okay. <laughs> Back on me. See, I ain't getting in front of your bus because I got my own to contend with. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, your friends leave you in the time of need. Yes. Hey. I'm right here by your side. I'm just on mute. <laughs> oh Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody else before I pray for Miss Cheryl? Somebody. Mother Regina? <laughs> she, she calling for help. <laughs> she hang up. Arthur? Yeah. Oh, Oh, Lord Jesus. Ain't nobody on the phone, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, girl, it's all good. Mm. All right, dear. Well, you ready, dear? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, first of all, I'm going to pray for your children. Mm. I'm going to start with Tyler. Hmm. Hmm. You're developing a balance with him. It's a struggle for you. But you're developing a balance of when to let him be a man and when you need to be a mother. You're developing a balance of him of when to counsel and when to nurture. You're developing a balance of when to put your hand out to stop him and when to let him go, and you know he's going to hit his head. You're developing a balance of mm, loving him and living with him. 
as he is slowly beginning to rise up. He's coming more and more in line with who he is, releasing a lot of the hurt, the pain, and the anguish that's been slowing and hurting him. You continue to stand and pray for him and continue to see God as far as what to do and how to do it regarding him. For God's hand is mightily upon his life and trust and believe he is listening. Even when you think he's not, even when you think he's going in the opposite direction, he is listening. Of course, Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask that you continue just to surround Tyler. That your grace, your mercy, and your love cover him and keep him completely. That you use him in a great and mighty way. That he is a chosen vessel. In Jesus' great name I pray. Amen. And now I'm gonna pray for Miss Jasmine. Miss Jasmine, hey, Jasmine, Jasmine, Jazz, Jazz, Jasmine. Sharambo se yo rombo rombo sakaro koro sande she yandu koromba sande yokoro. Sete andeke yo rombo randeke yo koro sande ya randeke yo koromba sande rombo randeke yo koromba kara sarandeke she yombo koromba kaseke ya Help her, Father. Help Jasmine to submit to you, Lord. Help Cheryl to see where she needs to be ministered to, nurtured at. See, there are some areas in her life where she's really missing and lacking it, Lord. And outside of the revelation of the Holy Spirit, Father, these areas will go unaddressed. But, Lord, I'm asking you right now, Father, to let those areas begin to rise up and show Cheryl what she needs to do to minister to her child. Because a lot of things she unknowing or just covering up or just plain youth, Lord. But there's some areas that you're desiring to address. But they're covered up. They're not exposed. So we, outside of the Holy Spirit, would not even know that they're there. But, Lord, I'm asking you right now to give Cheryl the discernment that is needed so she can begin to see those areas and arenas in her life and then give her the wisdom that is needed so she begin to, to, to help those areas be full with your word, with your grace and your anointing, Lord. Cover Jasmine. Keep Jasmine. And keep her from herself, Lord. As you truly should impart inside of her the spirit of grace, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, so she can walk in the ring you call her to walk. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to pray for my pearl, my pearl, my pearl. Talking about my pearl, my pearl. Ooh. 
Okay, hey, Maria, I want to hear it. And she's just quiet. She's like, Lord, I just, Lord Jesus, I just, I just, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Boy, she that compressor. Boy, mm. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yep, yep, tremendous change. Tremendous difference. A new boldness and a lot of expectation. That's where you are now. That's who you are now. You are beginning to rise up at another level. As God is calling, healing, anointing, and doing the things that are needed in order for you to be used at that level. Trust in what God is doing. Pull not back. Trust as he is strengthening, revealing, and causing a change to occur in your life. You are much needed by your family, more than you recognize. Much more than you recognize. And I'm talking about in that leadership position. It's not required of you right now to walk in the fullness of it, but God is preparing you so that when the time is right, you'll be able to easily step into it and do that which he's called you to do. So you got a lot of preparation processes going on in your life. You're going to have a lot of changes going on in your life. You might have some now. You're going to have a lot. But you got to continue to walk the way that you are walking now with an expectation, with a relationship, with a connection to God that will allow you to rise up and overcome whatever challenge it is that you may be facing. So pull not back your hand, but trust and believe that God is who he say he is. And can't nobody stop him. And as long as you are in line with him, that means nobody can stop you. So I thank you, Father, for this woman of God, for her family, for all that you're doing in their lives. I thank you, Father, that you continue to pour, place a hedge of protection around them so they can go forth and do the great and mighty works you called them to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Gracious God, Lord, first of all, before I pray, Lord, I ask that you uh, uh, rebuke the spirit of fear, Lord, that's trying to rise up again in my life, Lord, and just continue Mm. to lose uh, boldness, Lord. Um, Mm. There was a time I didn't recognize it, now I can feel it and recognize it, so... Mm. Thank you, Lord, for letting me be able to recognize it and be able to know who to come to to rebuke that thing, Lord. Lord, I also ask that um, you fill Sam's cup back up today, Lord. Uh, Father, praying he did for everybody else. And I was going to ask you to give him a blessing uh, because of all the sacrifices that he's making, but you already doing that. 
each time he uh, withdraws and prays for us, you are depositing into his family, and you are already blessing him. You let me know that uh, each time he prays for us, something's going back in to him, his household, and his family, and and that's why his father's back home. And that's why his parents are alive, and that's why things things are not perfect, but things are going as well as they are. Um, so I thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we all need you on this prayer call. Everybody has concerns and problems and worries and going through things, Lord, each and every one of us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for letting us know that we can turn to you, Lord, and that you are there to help us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for not letting us be too scared to open our mouths and ask for help. Some prayer requests we ask for out loud. Some we don't. We keep it to ourselves. It could be embarrassing, or we just don't want everybody to know our business or what we're really going through. But all of us are really going through something, Lord, and you know what they are, Lord. I ask that you help us to confront them, Lord, and see, just like we're praying for each other and sounds praying for everybody on this call, we have to we have to let us take this and do the same as we go about our daily lives, Lord. Be it our co-workers or even people we see on the street we don't know, family members, church members. It's difficult to just up and pray for somebody. They you know they wonder where is this coming from and you know things like that. But help us all. Uh, to be bold, Lord. When someone's on this call and some and we can listen to them and we know they need prayer, let us just open our mouths and start praying for them. Just like Arthur prayed for uh, Sherry. We should all been going at the same time, <clears throat> having to wait in line to pray for one another. So I, I really do ask that you remove the spirit of fear, not just in me, but in those that have it. And, and you know, Lord, more so than me. And I do ask that you uh, give us a, a spirit of boldness so that we can pray for one another because we all need help. All of us need help. And <clears throat> we must pray for one another. We must speak up when we hear something's going on. We must speak up right then and there and, and, and pray but sometimes I, we don't think our prayer is going to come out right, or we're scared to pray out loud. But it's mandatory, Lord, and and just like that devil is so bold. God, Lord, we have to be bolder than him. We we have to fight. We have to fight, Lord. Satan isn't scared, so so we can't be either, Lord. So bless us all, Lord. You know our individual uh, struggles, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, that, you know, he asked me to pray, and I don't even, I'm not even on the prayer call every day, but he asked me to. So um, I just thank you for the prayer call, Lord, and I thank you that we can just come together and glorify your name, Lord, and and, and defeat the enemy and and, uh, intercede for one another, Lord. It's a wonderful thing, Lord. 
And then let us remember we have choices. Sometimes we down, we sad, we depressed, Lord. Let us realize that we have choices. And you know what? Let's just stand up and do something about it. We don't, we don't, we don't have to. I, I mean, I really was feeling bad this morning, but uh, after all this praying and everything, Lord, I, I made a, a decision to change my way of thinking and just get up and do what I have to do, Lord. And uh, and then the children that's on the call, Erica's niece and daughter, Lord, they're children. I mean, they're grown, but they're younger, and they know to uh, to ask for prayer too, Lord. So bless them in their lives, Lord. Help them pray for their friends too. Help them to be bold and pray for their friends. And uh, help us to stand in the gap for one another, Lord. Uh, and we just thank and praise your name, Lord, for being so good to us. Although we have problems going on, Lord, we are all alive. And we all know somebody that didn't wake up. We all know somebody that died last week, last month. They're not here today, but we are. And it's just like a it's a privilege. It, it's just a, it's a privilege, and it's a privilege that you woke us up this morning. So you didn't have to. We've been waking up since we've been alive, so it's easy to take it for granted. <clears throat> But we thank you for that. There's a lot of things we don't have, Lord, but we thank you for the things that we really do have, Lord. We really thank you. Strap fat naturally, Lord, but yet all our needs are being met. And then you still look beyond all of our faults, all of our sins, all of our shortcomings, and you still supply all of our needs. And you forgive us for our sins, Lord, and I'm asking that we forgive each other too. There are people that offend us. We have to uh, we have to forgive, too. We have to practice forgiveness. I know personally that forgiveness, it makes a world of difference. It just makes a world of difference, Lord. So just like you love us and you forgive us, help us to love each other, even the ones that we just don't love. <clears throat> and we thank you, Lord, for choosing us individually to be on this call, Lord. You didn't even have to do it, but you did. We didn't, you didn't have to connect us all together, but you did. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And we even thank you for that, Lord. So bless everyone on this call, Lord, and we just thank and praise your name, Lord. Let us go forth to uh, let us have a good day, Lord. And let us uh, remember, Lord, speak to our spirits, Lord. If you need us to open our mouths and pray for somebody, it may make a difference, Lord. It will make a difference, Lord. So help us to open our mouths and do that, Lord. And we thank and praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to say au revoir. Time about to cut off anyway, and I think we've had a very blessed day so far. Hi, everybody. Okie dokie, Smokies. Talk to y'all later. Everybody have a blessed day. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.